0: Okay, Vulgar Tech Episode Two. Cheers. Yeah, damn, yeah. Uh we we cheersed. <laughs> I was like a visual joke on a podcast myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> when when last we we left you, uh Alex had tasked me with watching uh the Snowden documentary season four. Uh and then I I I I'm proud to say some of the listeners also um we're curious to hear my thoughts on the this. So, uh, it's always nice when, like, you know, you do something and then you got people who listen to it and they go, hey, this is what I want to see next time or hear about it, whatever. Yeah, that's kind of nice. That's like, kind of cool. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm not just shooting in the dark going, like, maybe you want to hear this shit. Th- thanks
1: for telling your co-host that people had said that. I had no idea. This is the first I'm
0: hearing about it. Well, that's you've, you've been away <laughs> for fucking. You've been on tour <laughs> until this morning. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a fucking week, so what the hell do you want from me? Go send hey, it. Sh- should be a text. You have my number. I mean, you know, whatever. Okay, <laughs> a listener mentioned they would also, you know. Um, okay, as as agreed, I did in fact watch the season four documentary. <clears throat> I have a lot of thoughts on it, and uh, probably the first half of the show is going to just be a discussion about that documentary. If you haven't seen it... Um, I'm tr- I'm going to try and not be too political about it because I do want to talk about the technology of it a lot. Like, I, I know that there's a lot of well, people... Well, I yeah. do want... I, we're going to go over the political side. Yeah. I've done some research. I have answers for that as well. Um but if if you at home, you have not seen it, you know torrent the fucking thing. If you, I mean, it's <laughs> a tech show. You should know how to torrent by now. If you don't, I mean, listen. You got a friend with An Dish HBO TV, Go Direct password. TV, or a Time Warner Cable, or Comcast, or Cox, or like a thousand other cable packages on the planet Earth. Just be like, hey, could you just like type in your password real quick uh, on a HBO Go? But HBO actually does not care uh, if you do that. Or you know, in fucking two weeks. Um, it'll be available on the Apple TV for $15 a month. Now, that might seem a bit pricey, but I got to say, if you go Hulu Plus, Netflix, and HBO Go for $32 a month, which is the total cost of all the... Keep my water bottle up here. It was tipping over. I got it. It's cool. Uh, For $32 a month, you're essentially getting, like... A giant Netflix archive, of course. Uh, many TV shows, like a year after the fact. Yes, admittedly, Hulu Plus mostly like live TV stuff. I feel like, like most people prefer day. binge
1: watching television now, anyways. Though, yeah,
0: yeah, and you can binge watch on Hulu Plus. They're a little, you know, a little tricky on like the content deals they do, but you can get for the most part, you're getting like ninety percent of your TV watching just with those three services for thirty two bucks a month. Which, by the way, HBO Go being fifteen dollars a month. Um Not only is that fucking cheaper than an HBO package on cable, but also uh that doesn't necessarily depending on your service give you everything like hBO normally or hBO go does, for instance, for fifteen dollars yes, yeah, for fifteen dollars you couldn't buy on eBay one season of the sopranos on dvD well no. maybe for 15 maybe maybe now <laughs> a decade later <laughs> you might be able to get like season 1 for you know 12 bucks on DVD on eBay so and they have the entire the entire series is on HBO go so uh, it's a deal uh anyway if you don't know how to torrent that's the price you pay pay attention motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how to that's why I all right pay. so you you are in the have to pay class right um <clears throat> Anyway, it's worth it to get that just you know, to watch these various doc- and going clear, which is a new one about Scientology, It's a good episode. I good just finished watching it. Alex just finished I watched it this morning. It's a good it's a great documentary. Um anyway. Uh right off the bat I gotta say this. Uh, uh, the the Snowden documentary, not a great documentary. I, I kind of felt the same way. It's good. It's a it's a one timer. You yeah. know, it's it's very slow, it's very boring. There's not a lot of uh, look. Say what you will about Michael Moore, the motherfucker makes it an entertaining documentary. Bowling for Columbine covered like eight thousand subjects. Documentaries need, uh, as I as I like to call, it, like the like the aha moments. Sure. And yeah, Citizen Four never really had the aha moments for me. I, I, this is what I wonder about that. For to that exact thing, would there be an aha moment if? Well, that's the thing. That's what fucks up the documentary because if you were watching the documentary and had no idea who Edward Snowden was, it would be really shitty. It would be terrible (laughs) because you're waiting for like a half an hour before he even tells you what he's doing, what he does, what he's revealing, why he's on a documentary. Yeah. It's like a half hour before he even reveals anything. He just basically comes off like a paranoid nerd for a half an hour. But you— it's sort of understood that you know who he is and what he's doing. Yeah.
1: No, if you're watching this documentary and you don't know who Edward Snowden is, you shouldn't be watching this documentary. Right. It's kind of, it, which makes it's, it kind of a shit documentary And, well, that and that's sense. Well, I mean it's the same thing because it's, it's funny you bring up uh, Michael Moore because I always I, – I, my same problem with Michael Moore documentaries is the same problem actually that I had with Citizen Four, which is that you cannot make – a, you cannot properly make a documentary in my opinion – From a biased point of view, you have to if you want to properly make a documentary, you have to at least uh, approach it from an objective point of view. Now, you might as a filmmaker, because of things shown to you, become objectified, but and become biased. But uh, that was the whole thing was going into this. These people said Edward Snowden went to these people who were making this documentary to make this documentary. Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, i don't i don't actually personally this is just me maybe, but I just think that to me and maybe this is how other people feel I have no idea but i I feel like today the modern documentary especially is um biased yeah well it's 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 the same it's basically i'm 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 making a normal movie which is all biased right it's like I want to tell a story and I want to show a point of view you don't otherwise see. But it's grounded in reality as opposed to entirely fictional or uh, mostly fictional. That's the that's what I look for in a documentary is that I go, okay, I'm going to get some facts. You know what I mean? I don't care if there's a bias. Like, that's actually fine with me. Uh, and I think today's documentaries, I don't, th- I don't think there's any, like, well, well, you're okay. not going to find any documentaries that are, like, not necessarily. But Speaking for the most of- part, you're not going to find any that are, like, middle of the road. They're going to be like, oh, let me show you, like, the trials and, you know, like uh, – if you look at the HBO documentaries, and I don't know if you have, but it's I like, have. you skip through them and you're like, you are know, like, oh, one woman struggled with an abortion. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and I was like, you know, seven documentaries about the children uh, warriors in Syria, and you're like, eh, I don't want to. I'm good. <laughs> well, okay, like, you know, it has to be a bias. You're not going to watch yeah, the documentary yeah, and go, that "Well, I sense. can understand why they use children soldiers." <laughs> I mean, well, let's be honest. Like that's that's not the the documentary is not going to present the other point of view of child soldiers in Syria. They're going to be like, uh, "This is per- this is terrible." So. <laughs> I feel like that's – I don't know. And that's the thing is I actually don't know if the documentary was ever supposed to be non-biased or if people just assumed it was because they like to give themselves the impression that they made up their mind after watching both sides.
1: I mean, I, I'd like to think that it's one, but I mean, to start at the fact checking for myself, because one of the things that I, I kind of had, a I had a lot of questions watching it because, you know, me, I'm someone who doesn't know a lot about like the technical side Wait,
0: of yeah, it. Yeah, we're, we're going sorry. I'm sorry, I have a whole thing. I'm sorry. Oh, go, know, go, go. Do okay. your thing. So right off the bat, I just want to say it's actually not a very good documentary. Uh, it's uh, not particularly engaging. You, do, I mean, you do learn. You do learn, like you know, about this subject, which is Set Snowden and what he did and how he did it and things like that and what he revealed. You learn a little bit more of the technical aspects of it, and in that sense, it's a it's an informative documentary. It's good in that sense, but it's otherwise not. And I I, I realize like this is kind of like one of those. <laughs> it's not supposed to be fucking popcorn <laughs> movie, but like. I, it wasn't – it's it's not entertaining. Like it's yeah, very uh, – yeah. di- it, you have to want to watch it the whole way through. Yeah. No, it, it's, it will not it's not carry, engaging. Yeah, it will not carry you. You have to carry it. Like it's a very heavy bag of groceries. But that said, it's an important bag of groceries. It's got your food for the week, you know, whatever. <laughs> so right off the bat, uh, the I'm, I'm going in, in – this is the order I'm going to go in. Start off – I'm going to start off. I'm going to talk about his nerdy ways and where he's very much a nerd and some of his paranoia and where I'm like, all right, dude, calm down. <laughs> then I'm going to get into the patriotism and hero status that he's been given and we'll, we'll have a bit you know, of discussion about that. I've got a lot of notes on that. Then I'm going to get into the technical facts and some math I've done on his, on his technical facts and sort of ream him a little bit for that. And then um, there will be some uh, final thoughts and um, sort of the implications of what he discovered. There's one technical question that I just want to ask before we get started just because it was, it was one of the things that they kind of brushed
1: over in the documentary. I was like, I'm trying to understand what the heck is going on. They were talking to the guy who developed the email service yes. that Edward Snowden used mm-hmm. to contact these people. Yes, and they were talking about how they were talking to the dude who developed it. Lava Bit is the name of the email service. Okay, thank you. Uh, what is this whole thing with him? Because he was talking about like his whole thing was I wanted to remove myself so that even if the NSA were to ask me to give them access to people's emails, I couldn't. Uh
0: that was the the idea is that um Best I could figure it because I don't know a lot about, and it's offline now, so I can't, I can't give you a lot of technical details. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I'm sure on their website at the time they would have given you like a technical rundown of what they did and how they did it and so on and so forth. But the basic idea is uh, he had a private key, um, and with that key, he could generate these extremely long series of of numbers. That's usually called a hash, um, and it's it's a it's a it's an encoded string that would take um, if you don't have the key and the key itself is is sometimes is individual. yeah, but the, the key itself is sometimes what's called 256 bit, which just means they have it has 256 bits of information into it, which is on the order of just if you if you just wanted to decode a 256 bit key, And all you had was what they call a dictionary attack, a list of words or or letters and numbers and things like this. And you're like, I'm going to figure out this fucking thing. And by the way, a 256-bit uses underscores, uh, hyphens, numbers, letters, punctuation, percent signs, uh, you know, all these – everything except for the space bar essentially. um, It has in that uh, string. Uh, Just to decode a 256-bit key would take – uh, the most powerful supercomputer super on Earth, something on the order of, I want to say, 10,000 years. So it's difficult to do. Yeah.
2: Okay. Now, All mind right, you, with
0: that key, were you to take that key and generate a hash from that key, you, the order's of magnitude. Because you're talking about, first you have to spend the 10,000 years to break that 256-bit key. Now you have the key. Okay, great. <laughs> now you need to run that key against... Uh, whatever system generated the hash. Okay. And so, so figure out how the hell it came to that hash.
1: So the idea so it, uh, I guess I, I'm trying to put it in uh, in layman's terms that uh, uh, in, I can understand okay. when they did the uh, the steroid testing years ago in baseball one of the things that they were like we're not going to bust you yeah, people yeah. for we, it. We talked about this in no. Yeah. It is, is it,
0: not this is actually not that because all name his- and
1: key on one side uh, key and test results on the other side unless you have both you can't get the full message
0: uh this is this is yeah key and hash on the other side the thing is the guy himself and in fact edward snowden talks about a similar thing where he was saying you could torture me you could kill me i physically can't give you the passwords to the data that you're looking for like there's no way for me yeah, to yeah okay yeah right? yeah same thing with this lava bit You can't memorize a (laughs) 256-bit key. It's a file. It's like a fucking two-kilobyte file. It's just a fucking string of text. I have a key, for instance, for the SSL certificate on uh, the Riffopolis store. (laughs) I, there's, I couldn't tell you the first digit of the fucking thing. So but there's I send you a key files.
1: and then I send you a hash. And when you put those two together, you're uh, able no, to get no. a message. With,
0: with my key, I unlock the ability to generate a hash out of what you tell me your password is. Oh, wow. Right. I don't know your password, but I do know the algorithm and the key that generated your password. Do you understand? So, if your password is, let's say, one two three four five six, right? Let's just suppose that's your that's your password. Because um, I don't care about security. Because <laughs> you do not give a shit <laughs> about security. Supposing that your password is one two three four five six, uh, I would essentially to figure out that was your password. Now, granted, I could just type type one two three four five six and and be like, holy shit, I can't believe that worked. But supposing what I supposing I have no idea, and you're Edward Snowden, so I know you didn't use one two three four five six. Um, uh what I would have to do is uh, I would take my key and use it to generate a unique string called a hash based on my key plus what you typed in, and it creates a hash. And there's another thing what's called a salt. I know hash and salt, whatever. This is a true thing, and this is, this is how I do it on the Rivopulus. Sounds delicious, yeah,
2: right?
0: <laughs> I do this on the Rivopulus store, and I, I could kind of show you the source code, I suppose. You um, crack some fucking eggs it wouldn't, over this it thing. Wouldn't, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to you, but but the the, the security on the Riffopolis store is surprisingly uh, high tech and 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 far above just downloading a comedy album. I shouldn't have gone through this trouble, but I wanted to learn proper security measures, and. Um, at the time that you create your account and type in your password on, on the Riffopolis store, you're creating an account, uh, I generate what's called an, a, a random salt. It's like a 32-character fucking could be anything. It might even be 64-character. Not 64-bit, mind you, just 64-character. So it's fucking string letters and numbers and yeah, underscores. Yeah, yeah, and that, whatever. yeah okay. It's a salt, right? It takes that salt and it generates it, – does a thing called the Blowfish Algorithm. And the Blowfish algorithm takes my salt, mix it, pours it on your password, and outputs <laughs> a hash. Now, I can look in the database, and I could tell you the hash for every single password in my database. I could tell you the hash. I could not tell you what the password was because uh, I would first need to get the salt. And it's it's different every single time. It generates a random salt. Only There's never going to be throughout the history of the Raphopolis store, there will never be two salts the same because they're generated automatically and randomly using fucking like nuclear uh, uh, decay for randomness and stuff like that. It's built in the PHP library. It's pretty fascinating. Anyway, uh, with that salt, I go, okay, here's the salt that we use to generate this password. Here's the password they gave me. I throw it into Blowfish and Blowfish goes, all right, given the salt that you just gave me and this hash you just gave me, uh, of the password they typed in, yes, it does match the hash that we came up with earlier, so yeah, that's the correct password, okay, so I can't tell you what the password is. I could tell you if it's valid all right, so so that was so basically <laughs> I, the idea is that I, hope well, I no, didn't. no, no wait, go out well, well no be because saying.
1: the whole idea that I was trying to understand because what I didn't understand was how a uh, what to me appeared to be an email provider could physically remove himself from the message delivery system
0: he would be if he were to give the key that he generated for his site that that was a, a, let's say the salt it might have been the salt i don't know or maybe he did maybe he did salt and key which would be holy shit and that's probably what he did he had a key that without that key would that that key affects the randomizing of the salt that goes into the encryption that encrypts the password into a hash yeah yeah right if he were to that give that makes the, the bref- breakfast the cracks the egg. <laughs> yes. that if he were to give takes the, the mom to grandmother's house. If and- he were to give the key to the NSA, uh, they could, with enough computer power, over the course of uh, like two weeks, crack a single person's password because they have that key because they're like, okay, we have one piece of the puzzle. Now we're just going to fucking throw everything we have at it until we generate the hash that matches the hash in his database for Edward Snowden's account. Okay. Which, yes, if you try, Which is probably what they did he, eventually to. Well, they could. They couldn't him right? because they can't get that key. That uh, key is 256 bit. They'll never get that. Oh, okay. So oh, instead wow. of giving them a key, he deleted it and said, "I can't even. I couldn't even recover it if I wanted to," and shut down the service. Once he deleted the key, he couldn't give anybody anything. He was like, "I'm sorry, you're all fucked." Sorry, uh, okay, fuck. but I it's out of my hands. I can't give anybody anything, and sorry.
2: You uh, know, download uh,
0: okay. download your email. You got about a w- you got a week, and then I can't do anything for you because the key lasted in his in his cache for long enough to where but he couldn't recover the key if he wanted to. Well, it's that, just, that, that it's was ineff- basically
1: my main question because yeah. mm-hmm. I had that was kind of I. I I had kind of I understood a little he bit was, to kind he, of keep up with a lot of it, but when they had that, there was this big conference. If you've watched yeah, the documentary, yeah, yeah. Yeah. where the guy was talking, and the whole time he was talking, I was like, I have no idea what this thing is that you are talking about, and it made I, to me it made no sense. I I always thought that if you are as you know the government claims to be hardwired into the system,
0: right. that
1: you have the ability to intercept anything coming through, and that like I didn't think there was a way to actually remove yourself from the system enough to do that.
0: It was uh, also uh, – we talked about this last week, uh, SSL encrypted obviously. Yeah. So they couldn't actually – they can't spy on an SSL encrypted website unless um, – there's an interesting in the documentary that I'll get to later uh, and remind me because I don't think it's in my notes actually – but uh, if it's SSL encrypted, they can't get in there. But what they instead did apparently, and I, I'm not exactly sure how this works, but they somehow got into the underground cables that are, that are you know, passed through our nation and our fucking <laughs> various continents and put in a, like a splitter that basically goes, uh, that's our traffic now. And they reroute the traffic. Instead of you know letting it be a secure socket layer, they just intercept all the traffic. Now, it's still secure and it's obfuscated and things like that. But again, with enough computer power, you can kind of find out whatever the hell you want for the most part. Um, but again, uh, instead of giving them a fucking month-long project, he was like, go fuck yourselves and delete. Yeah. And he's like, I don't have it. I got nothing. All right, okay. you can You can search all day long because that key was generated randomly. You'll yeah, never now, find it. Yeah,
1: the years that you, you will, take just finding
0: the key and then, yeah. yeah and, then, and, I, and, 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 and the key's only and the first step you, of what is another five you, you more could, steps. You could probably take 10,000 years of randomized generating things before you got that key again. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So you'd have to try that key plus all the hashes you're going to try to fucking come up with the password that matches Edward Snowden's password it, it, it would take him forever but it, key, I want I want to meet the AI
1: supercomputer that
0: was like I spent 10,000 years breaking down Reverend Mitch
1: Marzoni's key to get into his computer I had to spend the next hundred thousand years finding the hash <laughs> I finally broke through the salt and then nothing but pictures of his dick
0: god damn it right. god damn motherfucker I, <laughs> and that's the thing is that, that you know and it, it, this is kind of in the documentary but it's it's really it's it's been a discussion i mean i talk about it later in my notes but it's kind of a discussion of like how our world has changed in so far as privacy like you know it's not uncommon these days for a company to tell you how they do their security they'll say this is how we're you know and i actually talk about it on the Ripopolis store i say like this is how i'm secured this is the process by which i do it uh, I'm not giving up any fucking secret information. What I just told everybody here tonight um, is not secret. And there's, you know, it, it it makes it no easier to hack with all that information. <laughs> all you know is the tools I used. You know what <laughs> I mean? If I showed you a fucking armoire and I was like, yeah, I used a screwdriver, a router, and a, a skill saw, you couldn't build a fucking armoire. You'd be like, uh, oh, uh. Uh, okay. Like with some wood. <laughs> well, and, I, I uh, certainly, I certainly uh, uh, see where the screws went. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> like, no, actually I use my fist for that. Like, ah, <laughs> damn it. You know, Son of a whatever. Bitch. It, that would be the analogy for it. Okay. So first and foremost, the thing that struck me about Edward Snowden in the documentary, and I've seen interviews with him since, and, and it feels like he's changed and matured. I tell you, once you hit 30, man, everything changes. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's right.
1: He was he was the, in his
0: twenties when he yeah he was twenty eight whatever twenty nine he's twenty eight. That's, that's my age, man. Yeah, I think he was like twenty eight when he was when the documentary was being made, and then he was twenty nine ish when like everyone found out everything. You know, yeah, exactly. So, all right. The the first thing that drove me nuts, and this is I I, I will, I'll point this out. There are there are a few things that are just like unique to nerds. Um, well, uh, some of them I have, some of them I don't. One of them is – and this I've, I very, very much have – is a, a penchant for hyperbole and exaggeration. And that also comes from being a comedian. but Yeah, no. It's natural. <laughs> but but even as a nerd, you have a penchant for hyperbole and, and exaggeration. Like again, the 10,000 years thing. That's probably not true. It's probably like 1,000 years or 100 years. Let's say it's 20 years, whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? It doesn't really matter. It may as well be 10,000 years. Um, and actually, there are there are calculations that would put it close to that. But let's whatever doesn't really matter. I'm just giving you a large number to tell you it's impossible. Essentially, um, so we're prone to that. And again, as comedians and as nerds, uh, that's that that that's I'm prone to that as well. Another thing, and this is specific to the sysadmin type of nerd, which is what he was—a systems administrator, a sysadmin. And the only thing. Thank you, because I had no fucking clue what that word is. <laughs> no <used> problem. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, should I, should I specify this? Ad yes. Analysis? Okay. It's, it's, fine, fine. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I have no, you know, this is not. I'm not here to shame people for not knowing <laughs> this. I want that. I want that clear. Okay. <laughs> I do not. I, I, I try not to. I don't think I've shamed. Uh,
1: like, no, I shame myself. more No, that's than fine. Else. I'm just,
0: I'm just making sure, like in general, because I don't like to be. Like, yes, no, that's what, fine. Shame that yourself
1: all you want. Do yeah, your yeah, penance. Yeah. Whip yourself fine. in the back a few times.
0: Go, go flagellate yourself. <laughs> by the way, it's. I always thought that flagellate was a weird way to say whipping yourself, because it sounds way filthier than that. Like, oh, self flagellation! You're like, what are you? Are you shitting on your own head? Like it No, no, like I'm Dutch whipping myself. Yourself. Yeah, <laughs> self flagellating Anyway. Did you know that to fard, F A R D, (laughs) means to put put on makeup? I had an English English teacher in middle school that every time a girl would put on makeup in class, she'd like, stop farting. And they'd be like, what? She was like, look at you over there farting. You know, anyway.
1: what a terrible way to shame a middle school
0: I know. A middle school girl, no less, who's like, oh, what? Doing oh, yeah, the, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be that pretty. That's the last
0: bathroom joke you'll hear on this show. All right. That's the only time I'll say something even close <laughs> to the F A R T word. Okay. Um uh, uh, Sorry, you're oh, talking about yeah, sysadmins. Yeah, and, yeah. and this is the only thing that the movie hackers got right is that the head sysadmin in that film, uh, his password was like God, or maybe his screen name was God, or something like that. Sysadmins. Have an inflated, almost messianic complex about uh, what they do, and kind of for good reason. Because when all shit hits the fan, and I have clients, you know, when I make websites, I have clients that like, I'm like, your server's down. Who's your server admin? And they're like, oh, that's uh, Steve. I'm gonna have to. I think he's sleeping. And I'm like, well, your server's down, so I can't do anything. You're gonna have to get a hold of him. And they're like, really, it's down? Oh, God. And they'll call Steve at 4 o'clock in the morning, and he's the only one who can fix it, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, I, sometimes I can, but if I don't have the access, I can't do shit for you. So just by giving the dude access, he's got a messianic complex. So he's like, ah, I'm the Messiah. I'm the Jesus. I'm the, I'm the God of, your, <laughs> of everything you own. You know what I mean? And so there's this like inflated sense of, of self and an inflated sense of or your, of your importance. Well, he talks
1: about he had, it wasn't even a top, uh, level security clearance it was just like he had access to everything because he had access to the system
0: right which that part yes that's just factual i'm talking about the parts and i'll get to them in a second he he does a thing that sysadmins do where it's like i'm very important in in kind of the world like i i i, I mean a lot like, I'm worth a lot by the fact that I'm the only one who can do this thing. It gives you this, you know, complex where, like, I'm the guy. You know what I mean? So, right off the bat, very early you on. want this
1: fucking website up?
0: <laughs> you, you need me. <laughs> I'm your fucking guy right here. You want your fucking, I will fucking. Uh, <laughs> he, very early on. I'm just picturing Edward Snowden as Tony Soprano right now. No, it's kind I, I got you. If you want your fucking website, <laughs> stay online, you fucking. All right. So, uh very early on, we're talking the first like 15 minutes or 20 minutes of the fucking thing. He's sitting there in the hotel room and uh they hear the the buzzer go off of the alarm test. Before, by the way, before he has said anything of consequence to either of these guys.
1: Yeah. He's still just he this says, dude who's been a ra- who's been sending just, weird emails. He's
0: a fucking weird white dude in a Hong Kong hotel room and he goes I wonder if they're listening to us through the phone. And he unplugs the phone and he goes, that's the other thing. These VoIP phones, people don't realize they can be triggered to listen to you and they can record whatever you're saying in the room. I should have thought of that earlier. And you're like, all right, don't give me that horseshit." shit. <laughs> you, you're, you're, you're using disposable SD cards to transfer information and using a guy's root-level password to generate blowfish-level hashes and salts so that you can decrypt documents that you made with your own key and put a blanket over your head to write those fucking passwords so that you can decrypt documents that you encrypted yourself That's that right. no one put could fucking— over his I'll head. get to that in a moment. You went through these fucking extreme security measures, yet you're going to sit there and tell me these VoIP phones can be hacked— Thinking now that they're hacked, and then you think to unplug it when that very phone a minute and a half prior rang and people asked for your name, and you were like, nah, it's not him, and hung up. Fuck you. That's just, you're just being weird. You're just, (laughs) you're just, an inflated sense of self comes from the fact that it's like no one gives a shit who you are right now. You're on leave from work. No one in the world, except for the people in that room, knows that you're in Hong Kong. They're the only people in the world that know you're in that room, and no one in the world knows that they're in that room, and no one in that room even knows what you're about to tell them. So there's no reason that somebody be listening to you or fucking faking a a fire alarm so that they could they could make. Yeah, it was great. He
1: calls downstairs like, "Uh, so yeah, we're having fire drills." Yeah,
0: and he plugs the phone back in to do that. It's like, it's a fire drill. I mean, I realize, you know, whatever, but it's China. Like, they're going to, what? what? Like, the air is practically on no fire No part there. of that Jesus. makes any goddamn sense because no one even knows who he is, cares who he is, knows he's there, cares he's there, knows what he's going to reveal, cares what he's going to reveal. No one in that room knows it. No one in the world except for him knows what he's about to say. So that's an inflated sysadmin thing where it's like, oh man, they're after me. And it's also this hyperbole and this exaggeration. I've done this. I've had this with like, and this is a kind of a nerd thing. When I've been like in meetings, and there'd be these nerds who like, there'd be one guy who like knows a bunch of shit, but maybe he doesn't know a lot of shit, but he convinced another guy he knew a lot of shit. So he tells that guy like all this stuff, and then I show up to the meeting, and that other guy implicitly trusts everything this dude's saying. And I'm like, that's bullshit. But you're fighting he, he now against say all two. Say that,
1: people. and you know, I, I know I come down. I'll get to where I come down on this later. But it's like, I mean. It was in some ways a little bit th- from the time that things started getting leaked to the time that it appeared at least that the NSA knew or at least had zeroed in on who they were pretty sure the leak was because he was saying, oh, yeah, they're at my they're at my wife's house or at my girlfriend's house. We'll talk about that
0: later. But you know, that's pretty easy. I
1: yeah. mean, they were able to zero in on who was doing it pretty quickly. Uh, but he also said he didn't hide that it was
0: him taking the information. Yeah, that's actually pretty fucking easy to figure out. I mean, you've got a guy who has full access that just took off for two weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, <Huh. laughs> <laughs> like, fucking. How many people do you think fit that description? Uh, two? Yeah, hey, yeah. Steve, where are you? I'm right here. Okay. Well, it wasn't Steve. (laughs) Hey, has
1: anyone seen Ed? I saw him walking out. He was sweating a lot and clutching onto a thumb drive.
0: Can we we call him on a cell phone? No, he's got a burner. It's disconnected. Oh. (laughs) Well, I guess. Any idea where where he's at? I have no idea. He said something about Hong Kong. (laughs) Exactly. Like, that's pretty fucking
2: easy.
0: (laughs) Um uh, so it's 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 that kind of it's it's that sort of self important paranoia. Like again, there was a part where the other interviewer, the other reporter, came in and was like, "Can they do that?" And the uh, the first reporter from the Guardian, who'd been with Edward Snowden for a few days or a few hours, whatever it was, he knew known him first or talked to him first, was like, "Oh man, the stuff he's going to tell you is going to blow your mind. Like you're going to be paranoid about everything." I've been in those meetings where it's like the guy who knows a bunch of information talk to the guy who knows nothing and then I show up knowing something and I'm fighting against two motherfuckers that are on the same team of this dude's a genius and I'm like (laughs) god damn it and they use this hyperbole and they're like I'm I, I remember I recall as a side kind of thing I recall – or uh, I was I was dating a woman. It was like my girlfriend at the time. I dated her for like three and a half years. I don't know why I was making it sound like flippant, but this was like a big deal. It was like my longest relationship in <laughs> my life. We almost got married for fuck's sake. But um, I was at uh, a uh, family party and I met one of her cousins. She was Mexican, so there's was like a thousand of, them. Uh, <laughs> one, of one of her cousins – who made websites for uh, for car dealerships? And actually, not he didn't even make the websites. I think he was just a photographer or something like that. Some, I don't remember what the fuck it was. Something like that, where he was involved in making of car dealership websites, which I have now in my life done. But at the time, I had not. And he made the claim to me that no Lamborghini is sold in California without him getting a call, so that he can take a photo of it. And I'm like. That's absolutely not true. That's 100% not true. There's no fucking way that's true. Absolutely 100 – unequivocally not true. And he tried to throw all this bullshit lingo at me and I was like, I know what that means and that's not what that means you know what I mean like, and, but it was unfortunate so my girlfriend was like do you fucking fuck off like you're being a dick right now and I was like I'm sorry but he's lying to your whole family about his importance
1: and I can't I can't have that you know like I, I can't let the man have something Mitch look it's, it's cool. Probably, it's all he's got you to this can, family. You
0: can't just be a guy who works on websites and takes great photos of cars that helps them get sold and maybe sold, rather. And it maybe you got like a, sell, maybe you got, maybe you got a fucking award for that. Maybe you, you got the, you know, your best photographer of cars in Southern Orange County. What, I don't know, whatever. That's fine. But like, don't give me this fucking, don't <laughs> go, don't climb to the top of the building. And tell me it's yours <laughs> when all you've ever done is walk into the lobby for an interview. You know what I'm saying? Like this is – I can't take that level of Yeah, burden, that's fair, that's fair, that's fair. So it kind of reminded me of that conversation where it's like, ugh, I would be so uncomfortable. If I was that other journalist, I'd be like, would you guys stop fucking being dicks for a minute? Like,
1: <laughs> Can we talk about
0: fucking reality? Like I would ask the most critical goddamn questions. I wish I would have been one of those journalists, but, uh, you know, whatever. He wouldn't have trusted me, you know, Whatever. <laughs> Uh there's another part where he like when he's he's transferring shit to his laptop he lifts up the laptop and looks at it sideways and I'm like what really <laughs> Like, I know what you're doing. I've done it a million times myself. You're going, there's something I was going to say or do right now and I can't think of what it was, but I can't make them think that I have no idea what I... <laughs> like, I, I just forgot a... Like, I forgot a very important step of the process. What's my password again? Yeah, yeah, like, God whatever it. it might be. Like, maybe I'm waiting for something to download and so I, like, I have to, like, go on to my secure Dropbox and find the password that I wrote down earlier, or whatever it is. But, like, he can't say that, so in, in lieu of that in lieu of just sitting there typing or pretending to type or going I'm sorry it's processing some stuff he's like I'm gonna look at the laptop like it was just weird (laughs) the part with the blanket over the head here's why it makes sense and here's why it doesn't it makes sense because if you're filming in HD and you've got like a proper like shoulder mount fucking camera with a nice zoom lens I could zoom into your glasses get the reflection off your glasses and in HD frame by frame later See everything you typed and maybe figure out those commands. And since I've got this other journalist's root password, let's say he gives it to me, or maybe I work with him. We can do exactly what you did. Cool. That actually makes sense. That's not paranoid. Where the paranoia comes in is like, why didn't you just go, hey, could you film over there for a while? <laughs> you don't need to sweat under a fucking red blanket for five minutes. Well, he claimed it was you know visual. If there were cameras in the room too. Well, there was, it was <laughs> the, the cam- fucking the documentary camera. filmmaker had <laughs> that a camera. He called to be yeah, there yeah. To- like, the one the you mean the camera that he asked there to might, show up and there, film him doing. There everything? might be cameras in this room. Yeah, guess what? Uh, this isn't goddamn CSI, just, which <laughs> which has those things. Zoom in on the guys at retina, and there's a there's an image of a dude, and let's check his footprint and his fingerprint from the retina scan. Like fuck you. There is I there's no camera in that hotel room that he would not be able to see that could zoom in and get perfect crystal clear clarity on the glasses. And also, yeah, you'd have to get the root password from the the one guy. You know, you still have to no matter what you do, you'd still need that root password from the fucking journalist. So uh you know, whatever. You know, so and,
1: he is. So he's being a little bit overly. Uh,
0: yeah, it's it's paranoid, clearly. Shall we say? No. Once again, hyperbole. A lot of like, okay. like exaggeration. Like this is how fucking secure. Like just to show it, it was it was kind of a big show to be like this is this how this is
1: what it takes to be secure in the world
0: today. Yes, exactly. He was trying to make a big show of this is how deep the NSA can go with your shit. So uh what I will do is make a big show of it to prove that like oh, it takes a lot like it, it it takes extreme measures to hide from them, but it it doesn't, but you know whatever so okay that that all out of the way that shit was just fucking annoying, but that's just something funny now <clears throat> let's talk about the the patriotism and hero status uh when i when i Watching the documentary and doing research later, he – what he released was not like the name of anybody. He didn't give locations of troops. He didn't talk about operations the government was underway with. What he – Essentially, what he published were the equivalent of marketing PDFs and PowerPoints. They're the kind of things you'd show in a meeting to convince a company or a government or an entity to purchase your product. You'd be like, look at all the cool shit it can do. And you'd brag about its capabilities. You'd exaggerate, of course. Yeah. You'd exaggerate and brag about its capabilities in a PowerPoint file or PDF or things like that. That's what he published. But didn't
1: he, all, he also said uh – and maybe you can clarify because he said that he was mass grabbing files because it sounded like he even said he's like, there's some stuff in here you guys shouldn't look at. Like maybe there was some stuff in there that they shouldn't be, have been allowed to look at. But he was on mass grabbing files.
0: There were files. He was able to grab sample. Well, I wouldn't say sample, but he were, was able to grab, say, like a chunk of metadata here and a chunk of metadata there. I mean, he could have grabbed a lot more. But he gave it over to the journalist, this is in, in to his credit, I'm defending the man right now, to his credit, he gave it to the journalist and said, listen, I've got extreme views, I I should not be in charge of the decision of whether or not to release this. You're allowed to if 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 that's what you feel like you need to do. But well, just, he
1: gave it to a very biased journalist though, who he knew was.
0: And they still haven't released it. On the, uh, they didn't release they didn't release that they meta- didn't
1: release top secret. No, no, they them. didn't. They
0: re- it's top secret that they had this program. So they did. Yeah. I'm saying they didn't release the metadata. They didn't go like, oh, here's what we have on John Q Smith. John Q. Public, I guess. Uh, Yeah, yeah, You know, they didn't release any of that. He gave them samples of that. Maybe, maybe. That might have them. I know for a fact, and certainly what was published, were all PDFs and PowerPoint presentations of how the shit worked. Okay. Obama, at the time, when the shit came out, Obama's quote was, I'm not going to be scrambling jets to get a 29-year-old hacker. Now, if he was releasing shit that was like, could destroy and cripple America— that would not be the response you'd give. You'd be like, "I'm a scrambling jets. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna catch a 29 year old hack.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna catch a 29 year old hack. I'm gonna I'm gonna shove an
0: ICBM up his ass." The criminal charges. I looked it up. The criminal charges are are as such. Um, Terror. Well, here's. Uh, I, I can give you the exact criminal charges that he's charged with. The theft of government property, which mm-hmm. be, you know, whatever. Yes, that's a obviously. minor one. Yeah. Two counts of violating the U.S.'s 1917 Espionage Act. That's through. the
1: one punishable by death.
0: Hold on. No, actually, no. Oh, no. That's not no, the no, one. No, no, no. Listen. I'm getting through it. 1917 Espionage Through unauthorized communication of national defense information and willful communication of classified communications intelligence information to an unauthorized person, and each of the three charges carries a maximum prison term of 10 years. Oh, he's really running for like from like 30 uh, – concurrent?
1: Well, now – Could he serve them all at the same time? Or is, yeah, right. Is, is, is that the like concurrent thing or like – He was
0: asked in a January 2014 interview about returning to the U.S. to face charges in court as Obama has adjusted a few days prior. Snowden explained why he rejected the quest. And this is actually – this makes sense. This you might agree with. What he doesn't say – this is Snowden. I'm quoting Snowden. What he doesn't say is he being Obama. What he doesn't say are that the crimes he's charged me with are crimes that don't allow me to make my case. They don't allow me to defend myself in an open court to the public and convince a jury that what I did was to their benefit. So it's, I would say, illustrative that the president would choose to say someone should face the music when he knows the music is a show trial. Snowden's legal representative, Jessalyn Raddick, wrote that the Espionage Act effectively hinders a person from defending him or herself before a jury in an open court, as past examples has shown. Referring to Thomas Drake, John Caracal, Chelsea Manning, Reckon said that the arcane World War I law... That's the yeah. 1970 17. Was never meant to prosecute whistleblowers, but rather spies who sold secrets to enemies for profit. Under this law, she states, no prosecution of a non-spy can be fair or just. It, it the, here's the thing. that's a fair. The, these the, are all the, fair I, points. I, the, if my my personal feelings
1: about Edward Snowden have a lot to do with, I felt like uh, I. My feelings about what he did, like I don't believe that this man should be charged under the espionage. I don't like the guy. I think what he did was wrong. I think that I do consider okay. him let's, in a lot let's, of words.
2: Let's talk,
0: go go with your thing, and then I we'll do talk about consider that.
1: him in a lot of words to be a, a traitor. Okay. Uh, okay, but the but what I will admit is that. Charging him under the 1970 espionage act, you're charging this man who, yes, I, he was whistleblowing. But you're charging him under an act where everything about what he was doing because of the way you're charging him, uh, the whether uh, him revealing this information was in the public's best interest, according to the letter of the espionage act, has nothing to do with his guilt or innocence of the espionage. Sure. So it's – It really is, as his lawyers are saying, it is an unjust law to charge him under Uh, sharing government secrets, um, things like that. There are things that he could be charged with. They're not as serious. They don't sound as good in a newspaper. I will
0: admit that. But no, those, those are the official. That's not like a newspaper reporting. That's the official. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It, those does, are the official charges. it
1: doesn't sound as good when you're charging him in a news. I'm like saying in big air quotes in a newspaper. It doesn't sound as good to charge him going, hey, share government secrets. And you're like, oh, what's the charge? It's like three to five years. I like, oh, okay. It sounds a lot better to go, we're charging him under the Espionage Act for sure, being a spy. Sure,
0: sure. Well, it, this is the part that, out of curiosity, Because I don't feel like you give enough opinions on this show. Uh, (laughs) Given the information I've just given you. And I feel like that is very crucial information. And when I was reading that, I was like, oh, this might change Alex's mind. I have no idea. Uh, Given the information I've just given you you are still on the he should have just done his fucking job and shut the hell up. You'd prefer not to know about this than what he did. Uh, it's not that I would prefer not to know about this. It's that there were plenty of
1: other people who, uh, when they were confronted with these uh, moral dilemmas, you know, I, I've, I've had them before in my personal lives where I go, okay, uh, make money or do something that feels uh, wrong to me. Mm-hmm. And I get to make the choice. And a lot of other people who were in the position before him, even other people who were in Citizen Four, uh, people who went, uh, I, w- I saw this injustice. I resigned my position. Uh-huh. And once I had resigned my position and given up my uh, my uh, top secret, my security clearances and all that stuff, then I decided to come forward and and bear witness to what I had seen. And that person... Is doing it in a much different way than what Edward did, which, like you said, it's this I guess, cis admin thing. It was he, as much as he says, and here's the thing: the dialogue that he says, and it kind of upset me a lot when I was watching because everything he says, I go, "You're saying all the right things," but you're doing it in front of a documentary camera that you made sure was there to be there to film you to be the star of a doc. Like it, everything about it is like you're going, "Yeah, you're saying all the right things," but. You, Every action you have taken has been counter to the things that you were saying uh, about why you're taking the action.
0: I don't, I, don't, I don't feel that way at all. And in fact, uh, I would say in his position, knowing what he knows about the NSA, knowing what he knew back then, being you know, where he was and things like that, were he to go, I can't do this anymore. I'm leaving. Um, they could make up any number of reasons. Oh, we fired him. Whatever the fuck. Now, he was gathering his documents for a long fucking time. If he were to go, I can't do this anymore, I fucking quit, they investigate him immediately. What he was doing when he left, when he, when he went on vacation, was buying himself like a week or two. Like he was just buying himself like two weeks maybe. Yeah. And in the documentary, he says like I fully realize they're coming down to me and the reason my face is on camera is so that it's not like, oh, some anonymous source. And it makes perfect sense. It's not some anonymous source and I don't want them fucking haranguing my family trying to find me or or figuring out whether or not I did this. I'm just gonna say that I'm the guy who did this And I I, I don't I, I don't have any uh, I, I do think it, it, that that would make him you know a patriot. I mean, you know it's you know he, he even said like it's a little bit of a lofty goal. It's a little bit of a lofty comparison, but it makes sense. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, fought uh, fought for civil rights. That was not legal, but it was right. It was moral. And that's essentially what he was, his argument is. You don't necessarily... Following the letter of the law doesn't necessarily make you... Uh, or, 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 sorry, going against the letter of the law doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing something wrong morally. You might just... You're just doing something illegal. So he's like, okay... Uh, well, it's worth breaking the law to get this information out there. And, and I, I'm fully in agreement. From, after, a, after from, a power, from a power user point of view,
1: okay. I, this is a, a pure uh, hypothetical because I, I really don't know. So okay. he, he's mass-grabbing information. You're even saying so there is some information that the reporters released and there are some that they looked at and they realized they didn't. But if someone were to be able like, – would there be a possibility that that information that he took, some that was released, some that wasn't? But if somebody – of ill intention, mm-hmm. would they a be able to get a hold of that information, given with some really really hard work,
0: and b would that would getting that information endanger people's lives? I I uh, all I can say is almost definitely not because it hasn't fucking happened. That's if if the if the concern is for that information, and a given that we know the exact organizations he went to to release this information. You, you damn well know that you could find it if you worked there and you had ill intentions and no one's done anything with it. And in fact, he says – he said in the Brian Williams interview, and and not because he said it but because I've done the research, give me an example of like a, a, a single American life he's endangered. Now, the closest thing to it, and this is the only argument anyone's come up with, is like, well, terrorists have changed their tactics because they know where the NSA is looking. And to that, I – there's twofold. One, they were using outdated information. <laughs> Eventually, they're going to upgrade anyway. <laughs> uh, and two, I feel like it kind of comes down to the I I might not agree with what you say, but I'll defend your right to say it. In a sense, not so much you know, First Amendment life law. I'm merely saying that in a, in a sense, uh, if it, I don't think it's worth. Risking everyone in America's, or certainly the world, but definitely, we're just talking about America here. It's not worth risking the privacy of every fucking American. If you had the ballpark at what was Edward Snowden making a year? A million five. <sighs> really? Uh, yeah, probably.
1: So at a million five a year, they're giving him the highest security level clearance.
0: And now, mind you, uh, it's just by virtue of the fact that he had.
1: By to, virtue of the fact that he controls the server. I, I understand that it's not like yeah. you're going, hey, we trust you. It's just like he controls the server. Yeah, so yeah. It, it is what it is. Yeah. But with all of that being said, it's going, you were handed a responsibility. And with that responsibility, I'm sure a contract signed saying with this access. Are you, suspe- are you suggesting that it's too
0: low or too high? I think the penalty that's trying to be incurred on him is too high. No, no, I, no. I'm saying the, the the amount that he's paid. Are you suggesting that's too high or too too low? Oh, I I, I mean I I know I just I. I, I, think that's actually, I think I actually think it's about right. Right. It that's might, right it might actually be considerably higher it might be it might be like might be 800,000 maybe he made a year or something like that he was making good money I mean the motherfuckers made. although he did live in an apartment so maybe it's more like 500k frankly uh, my, my argument to that as far as if your argument was that he was making too much and I'll let you go on no with no no, no I, I wasn't, feel like I cut you off
1: so no no ahead. no I wasn't saying that he was making too much I it was really trying to just figure out like the level of income he's making verse, uh, plus the security uh, clearing. That he kind of has access to, based on who he was. It's like going with all of this access that he's been given. I guess the point I'm trying to give and uh, get to is, you were being trusted by your country, and you were. Here's the: your country gives you a First Amendment right that if you had a problem with this, you had a completely legal but way of voicing that's your it. problem with it. Right, right and uh, instead he chose to go with a way that was detrimental and he instead was doing it in a way that was meant to be attacking. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, here, at a government uh, rather than going, here's what they're doing. I believe it to be wrong. Make your own opinion. He simply was just going, it, it was the leak thing. It okay, was the okay, leak part. Of okay.
0: Okay. It. Okay. I got two, I got two points that, that to refute that first and foremost, uh, the country, quote unquote, did not trust him with that. Uh, a private company, you know what I'm saying? So the government decided this information is perfectly okay in the hands of a corporation, which is fucking weird. <laughs> that that's that's a huge. Well, factor. in this country, corporations are people. Yeah. Well, the the government that controls all this fucking weird ass information trusted a private company to hire outside people in fucking off american soil well i mean hawaii's american soil but it's it's off the mainland you know on this tiny little (laughs) island no one would suspect you were fucking doing anything um so kind of that's not you know uh valid in that sense because whatever they they trusted it as well like they're just like oh yeah well you're a company whenever here's a bunch of fucking secrets here's 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 how to spy on all of our fucking citizens um I'm trying to remember the other fucking point because um, <laughs> you brought up something else. Now um, uh, uh, you were re- you were talking about um, the trusting of the government uh, and yeah, how much
1: he's being paid. And all of- okay, oh
0: oh oh yeah, okay. Uh, as as a point of analogy, um, and if people don't know this, you you should know this. If uh, I can fix personally any software problem i have on every computer i've ever owned i I, if i if i can't solve it i'll find a way like I'll, i'll google for days to find a software problem and fix it whatever the fuck i got unlimited time to fix that hardware problems not so much one time i had um i had a power mac uh g4 that i had literally the week before the uh warranty expired The logic board fucking blew up, like caught fire basically. Like (laughs) it 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 overheated and melted. And my computer would not boot up. I'm not talking wouldn't get to the desktop. I'm saying I hit the power button and nothing happened. Nothing. Nothing. Logic boards are, you know, the logic board. Uh and I was like, Well, that sucks. I took it to a computer repair store, yanked all of my fucking hard drives out. And the guy goes, well, I can't really, uh, you know what I mean? Like I can't fix your computer if it ain't going to boot up. And I was like, no, you get me to show, if you hit the power button and it shows you insert system disk, give me a call. I'll fix it from there. And he's like, all right, but I'm just saying no one's going to look at your shit. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. My entire life's work is spread across like seven hard drives. I'm not handing those over to you. Go fuck yourself asshole like that's not your shit fuck yourself so he called me like you know a couple days later he's like all right well i don't know if it'll boot but we got it to show the system disc i was like all right brought it home plugged on my hard drives back in worked like a fucking charm worked until the day you know five (laughs) years later like i hung out of that fucking thing for a long time It, it today it's in this fucking closet in this room you could you could turn that fucking thing on and it's gonna be like hey welcome back it's gonna it'll work fine um If you take your computer to Best Buy, and there is if you think I'm fucking being hyperbolic, you can look this up. This is very common. And also I can give you a human reason why this is the case. If you take your computer to Best Buy to their fucking geek squad, right, and you're like, oh, you know, Windows is being a bitch, you know, whatever the fuck. I you know, it's giving me an access denied error or like I can't run my favorite program or whatever the fuck have you. Even if they just they're like, oh, you just need to upgrade your RAM. As a point of company policy, they are supposed to mirror your hard drive when you bring it in, supposed to mirror your hard drive just in case you lose data and then copy it back if that's the case. But they mirror your hard drive immediately. The listeners can't see how wide eyed I just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The news. And, I mean, and honestly, I don't
1: understand much of the lingo on this show, but I know mirror my hard drive means you see all my nudie pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
0: now as a company policy, it's not a bad company policy because if something happens to my computer, I want to know that you have all my data. So they mirror all your hard drives. Yeah. All but, your data. Uh, you know, it's good. It's good. It's good. But uh, these kids are paid, you know, eight dollars an hour. What do you fucking think they're doing while they're running fucking Norton system (laughs) virus on your computer? If you think they're not going into the back where they just mirrored your fucking hard drive to fucking run a search for porn, nudes, image, whatever, uh, you got a fucking other thing coming. Dude, the amount
1: of friends that I had, anybody back when they used to have film, if you dropped off pictures at
0: one hour photos... Yeah, there's a good one. They 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 made next, They made an extra
1: print. Fucking, they fucking make an extra print.
0: I guarantee you, no one has a better collection of private amateur porn than a guy who's worked at Geek Squad for five years. And by the and by the way, this is gonna make this gonna make me sound like a piece of shit. I this is gonna make me sound like a piece of shit. I would I would do it too. I am fucking absolutely like, that's a nice pair of titties. I'm fucking hanging on to that. Now, mind you, I would never distribute that. I mean, I've gotten nude pictures. I mean, not just from working in porn. You so I have like. Of, yeah. But I'm, like from working in porn sites, like I've got, you know, sets, you know, I worked. I worked for Vivid for three and a half years. I've got entire photo sets. I've got movies they never released. You know what I mean? That I just, I, I was working on parts of this, or I needed to take a clip out of that. And they're like, oh, we might move, we might release this later, but make a clip now for the web and just in case. And I was like, all right. You know, and I just never deleted it, you know, for whatever reason. It's not like I'm like, ooh, yay, vivid porn, like, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, maybe. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> I hang on to shit, whatever the fuck. I would never release it. You don't delete anything, do you? I mean, I try not to, but I mean, occasionally, yeah. I delete, you know, I delete shit that I'm like, ah, it's, you know, either it's embarrassing or like I have no use for th- I will never have any use for this. Spam, of course. But you seem
1: to actually come down that Edward Snowden is a bit of a patriot, though, it seems. Oh, no, you're...
0: absolutely. In fact, I I would absolutely put him in the patriot status, yes. With, without, with unequivocally, yes. Because I think what he did... Why would it have been less if he had done it after resigning his position? Uh, he wouldn't have had the ability, I don't think. Because they would have kept a very close watch on everything. That, that paranoia in the fucking hotel room would have been very fucking real. You just quit. We're keeping a close fucking watch on you. You had everything. We're going to look through what you copied. We're going to watch all that shit. Now, if you worried But he could still leak. But that's the whole point is that once he's resigned the position, he
1: can go, listen, they're going to be upset about all this. But here is the stuff that I, I, I mean, he knew what all of it was. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. like he when he was when he was explaining tempora, he didn't need a PDF breakdown to explain what tempora was.
0: He knew, no, but exactly. he had, but he had the files to say what it was. He could have talked about it to anyone. Yes, but it's very easy to be like, oh, it's just some fucking kook that we have working for us without those documents. You ain't got shit. Without without technical documentation from the companies that made the fucking software, and for the programmers that made the software, and and explaining how it works, you got shit. Well, yes. you're a te- you're a tech guy. Did he
1: really? Did he say anything in there that you didn't think was actually? Uh, Yes, theoretical or possible, absolutely.
0: I I, and and that that's in the technical data section. The last thing I will say uh, in regards to his patriotism is that it has actually had a had a great effect on like consumer devices. I'll I'll read. I'll quote this from the New York Times Uh, in September 2014. The New York Times credited Apple Incorporated's update of iOS 8, and I'm not. This is not about Apple, but I'm just. (laughs) Just so happened they were the first ones to do it. Go ahead. Suck Apple's all dick. All right. Yeah, suck, which encrypts suck little Apple dick. Which encrypts all data inside of it as demonstrating how Snowden's impact had become to work its way into consumer products. His revelations at the Times not only killed recent efforts to expand the law but also made nations around the world suspicious that every piece of American hardware and software from phones to servers made by Cisco systems have back doors for American intelligence and law enforcement. As its CEO Tim Cook explained, Apple sells devices to people – which distinguishes Apple from companies that make a profit from collecting and slaying users' personal data to advertisers. The Times situated this development with a post-Snowden era in which Apple would no longer comply with NSA and law enforcement requests for use of data, instead maintaining that Apple doesn't possess the key to unlock the data on your phone.
1: Yeah, keep talking about that backdoor. you wipe apples, come oh, off your right. lip, you oh, son right. of yes. a bitch.
0: You <laughs> know, I, <wish> you <laughs> I mean, The no. Times added that Google's <laughs> Android <laughs> operating system would have increased enabled by default, and upcoming versions, so you won't even have to think about turning it on according to Google. My only, uh, this is an entirely different discussion for an entirely different show, but my only, my quick fucking thing, my only issue with, or my, I, should, I should say my primary issue with Android, I don't know, I haven't used it a lot, but I can say my primary issue from a consumer standpoint with Android devices, and this is absolutely 100%, well not 100%, 70%, not Google's fault, is that Google said this is a free operating system. It's open source. I'm going to give it to you, Samsung, you, Verizon, you, HTC. Yeah,
1: there's 6,000 Android phones. There's only one Apple phone.
0: No, no. That's not my argument. <laughs> well, I give Samsung Android operating system software. I go, here you go. This is the Android operating system. Here's the source code. Modify it however you'd like. Samsung goes, all right, we're slapping a bunch of Samsung logos on there. We're gonna install a bunch of fucking software that we want them to use. Fuck this Google Maps. How about Samsung Maps, motherfucker? Whatever they want to do, they can do. Now, um when Android updates, ha- have you ever updated the software? I'm not I'm talking about apps you've downloaded, I'm talking about the core software on your phone. Yeah, a few times. The core software, I, your operating system.
1: Yeah, it's upgraded once. Really?
0: Yeah, once. You're certain that the version of Android that you're running on your phone is not the one that was on there when you bought it? I'm almost I'm almost 100% right. sure. You're almost 100%. Okay. Almost. Because it's basically impossible because Samsung is like, "No, we don't have an upgraded Android for your phone. We want you to buy the new phone." And look, People can complain that Apple is like, oh, yeah, iOS 8 doesn't support the iPhone 4 or whatever, let's suppose. I don't know what it is. They have a cutoff at, I think, iPhone 4 or 4S. I can't remember. They have a cutoff for iOS 8, and that's fine because they want you to buy the new phone. Whatever. I'm not arguing that point of it. I'm merely saying that if Samsung isn't going to take the latest Android and retrofit and do all the things they did to make the Android version for the phone that you bought two years ago. They're not going to do that. They're going right. to modify the latest Android for their latest phone. And you are nice. on this modified Android device are fucked. Now I I know I know for a fact that you can in fact upgrade your Android device through Google. You have to root the phone and do these things. I don't know how it works. I'm un- I'm given to understand that it's actually pretty easy. However, my argument to everyone who argues that you can do that is, yeah, uh, a power user. That's a fucking power user thing. If. My phone and, and every iPhone ever well not ever, but certainly in the last you know few years because it updates over the air um, uh, I think since iOS four iOS five don't quote me on that there's a there, within the last four years definitely every every iPhone within the last four years or if you're running an operating system that was released in the last four or five years let's go I' go four years um, on your iPhone you you can hit software update and it'll update your phone over the air. Like, you know what I mean? You're good. Worst case scenario, you plug it in your computer and it goes, hey, you should get the latest <laughs> OS. And it'll update. That has always worked. That's worked since the first iPhone. But now you can do it over the air for the last, I, again, I, I think about four years. So it's nice because I don't have to think about it. I just say, okay, update. Now, um, uh, it's unfortunate that there are these companies, Samsung, Verizon, HTC, whoever, that modify core Android. And make it so it's essentially impossible, not impossible, but very difficult and or unknown, unfortunately, for the common user to go ahead and update their phone. And that ups- it's upsetting. And that's yeah. not Google's fault. It's Google's fault that they were like, hey, go ahead and fuck with our operating system. And now they're starting to crack down and go, there's only some things you can fuck with. So, But I,
1: I guess getting back to the main point, what thing. was it that – because it's weird for me because I feel like you're the power user and I'm not – Nothing that was revealed with the Edward Snowden thing. Nothing surprised me. So for you as a power user to say that things were said that surprised you, that like...
0: Yeah, well,
1: uh, I guess I always always assumed the NSA could listen to anything whenever uh, they wanted to. That
0: has been my argument for a while, is that, yes, I, I, you know, it's that joke about like you wouldn't call somebody on a cell phone and be like, I've got your cocaine because you assume somebody's listening. We've been, I mean, I, I can recall like, you know... I feel like the uh, 90s people yeah, were saying and the, that. Yeah, and when you, had, when you had a fucking pager, you wouldn't be like, hey, I got fucking, you know, on a payphone, you'd be like, I got drugs, you know, like, <laughs> come pick up your drugs. You know what I mean? Like, I remember that. Yes. You always assumed motherfuckers for listening. Uh, and I don't know if it was like a serious concern. And, and in fact, I think Snowden had mentioned that in the documentary. It was like people would make these jokes and like assume, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think what I'm saying is that to know the level of what they've done, to knowing, like, for instance, they had a – they had a uh, not a backdoor to Google, but Google has inside of their own network an ability to pass data from one machine to another without putting a bunch of keys in there and fucking asking for SSL and all this different permission. They can just pass data from one machine to another if a user requests it. And then it goes out to the World Wide Web. And when it does that, it goes through an SSL, a secure socket layer, right? Thank so, you. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, a secure socket layer. Now, what the NSA, NSA did, according to the PDFs, they have it diagrammed on the PDFs. They, they went into the underground cables and installed a sort of keylogger side of the situation. Uh, something in that layer, the, between their internal servers and the wider web, they installed a thing that just goes, uh, let's pretend that we're inside of Google's network. And so they could catch it before it got out to the wider web. Which is, that's a big fucking deal. Like, that's huge. That's a huge revelation. And why? What's
1: the difference between that and they just knew what websites you were going to?
0: Because I think we we always assume that they're catching catching the data before it hits the secure socket layer. It's not obfuscated, they're getting the raw data completely plain text and clear. That's a huge deal. That's a huge deal. That's a that's a that's a difference between once I guess there a secure socket layer. It's just a bunch of fucking weird obfuscated you know code keys like I was talking about hashes, all that shit. This is before that happens.
1: So is this theoretically? If I'm writing an
0: email, you could sit there watching me write the email. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, seeing keystrokes. Yeah. Well, uh, in some cases, in Google's case, yes, because Google. You know, saves your drafts automatically when you write an email in Gmail, for instance. It'll save your draft. And as I I mentioned to you offline, I'll mention to you on the show. Um, Google has intentionally slowed down, or not, yeah, you even, have not you so that. much slowed down. They they'll show you like you know a little spinning thing that goes uh, saving saved It's saved before the spinning started. But they <laughs> but you wouldn't believe them if they told you that every single time you hit the letter a letter on your keyboard, it's already saved to Google servers. Because they can. They're that fast that they could just save it as soon as you type a keystroke. But they're like, you wouldn't believe us if we did that. So we'll wait for eight seconds for you to stop typing for like whatever, five seconds, whatever. We'll wait for you to stop typing and then we'll show you a little progress bar that goes, oh, saved a draft. But that – no. They saved it long before then. But you wouldn't believe them. They need to slow things down so that you believe that they took a second to process it. It's like if 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 you wanted your friend to do you a big favor, and you're like, hey, did you did you pick up that? You know, you call your friend, hey, did you pick up that thing from Susie's house? They go, yeah. You go, really? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's too uh, quick. Yeah. So you go, hey, did you pick up the thing from Susie's house? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, I went over to Susie's earlier. I got, I got your thing. You believe that. Yeah. Right, but if if you were like, "Hey, did you blankety blank?" They go, "Yeah." You're going, "I'm going to ask a second time because it feels a little." Are you sure? You're a little, little quick yeah. on that? Like you went all the way to Susie's. A little hot on the trigger there, buddy. And you picked up the thing, and you have it with you now.
1: Yeah. If you're talking about going to Susie's and picking up the thing, as obviously drugs is sounds well, like we're talking you about know. right now. I was going
0: <laughs> like a muffler, Susie. Susie you didn't know about Susie's muffler show? Oh, yeah, yeah. Susie, Susie and her mufflers. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so so in that sense, in a sense, they can kind of keystroke log, but it's not, you know, whatever,
1: to whatever so, extent. So there, well, that, you know, that was always my, because you, you and me have had the conversation about collecting metadata versus raw data.
0: Right, right. And the metadata stuff, I'll get to that in a moment. Hold on. This is actually the moment. <laughs> Getting that, I'm at the the arguing of technical facts.
1: Oh, good! Oh, I'm
0: excited. All right, he says in the documentary, and and I, and I have a screenshot. Maybe I'll add it to the to the list of links on the episode. But I have a screenshot with closed caption where he specifically says they have when they when he says a device. He says we have a device. There are 20 of the devices. He has a. De- they have a device that logs metadata and, and actually does a full – what's what they call a quote-unquote full take. It's all data that they can possibly collect. Uh, Meta and raw. Yes. So it's, for people who don't know, so metadata would just be uh, – Somebody called somebody and full –
1: From this place at this time for right. this duration and full, of time.
0: Yeah. Full data is – and this is what they said. And yeah. this is who they called. And this is the phone number. And this is – Yeah. All that, you know, and this is where they were when they made the call, etc. Yeah. etc. Uh, he says each of these devices gathers 125 gigabytes. He's very clear on that 125 gigabytes per second. That's what he says. And they said, How many devices? He said, Well, this was in fiscal year 2011 that he said 125 gigabytes. He said at the end of fiscal year 2011, we, could gather, we gathered 125 gigabytes of information per second. He said, well, how many devices? And he said, well, it's been, a, it's been two years and they grow rapidly. Uh, at the time, there was about 15. Right now, there's at least 20. So I'm going to go with 20, right? 125 gigabytes a second. I've done some math on this. 125 gigabytes a second. In one day is 14 million gigabytes, which, by the way, if you're curious to know what that means, up above gigabyte, for anybody at home, let me just give you a quick rundown when you hear megabytes and kilobytes and terabytes and shit like that. Here's a quick rundown. Write this down if you'd like. There's a byte. Well, there's a bit. Sorry. There's a bit. There are eight bits to a byte. There are 1,000 bytes and a kilobyte. And yeah, kilo, kilo. Right? There are a thousand kilobytes in a megabyte There are one thousand megabytes in a gigabyte There are one thousand gigabytes to a terabyte There are one thousand terabytes to a Come on I think it's exabyte Hold on oh. God damn. Oh. Yeah, wait, listen. oh
1: my power user you not can't. getting my power terms Come hold on, on, hold on hold Not
0: on. knowing above a terabyte Come no, on No I know man. above a terabyte I don't remember what's next so hold on, come oh, on, man. Hold on, petabyte is no, in no, a... no. Petabyte is um, is is actually a. I think petabyte is not the next one up. Oh no, it is. Shit, I should have fucking. Ah, done. see,
1: okay, I said it sorry. first on the show. I know. Fucking... Let it be known, vulgar tech. All right, all right. Yes. Alex first. A one thousand terabytes.
0: A thousand terabytes is a petabyte. A thousand petabytes is an exabyte. A thousand exabytes is a zettabyte. A thousand zettabytes is a yottabyte. Okay. <laughs> What's a thousand yottabytes? Uh, More information than than all of the cosmos could ever contain. Thank you, Neil. (laughs) Um, A yottabyte is all of the data throughout all of the cosmos. For all time, all ten time. to the power of ten to the power, power. of one hundred. <laughs> you are, in fact, star stuff. You are made of billions and billions of minuscule atoms floating through a vast and changing cosmos. There we go. You, you are supernova my, jizzing all that's, over. That's yourself. my Carl Sagan for you. All right. Uh, so for Yeah. So fourteen million gigabytes, which is by by extension. Um, uh, 14,000 terabytes, which makes 14 petabytes, 14 petabytes per day, if we're talking 125 gigabytes a second, which is what he said. Yeah. Right. 14 petabytes a day to give you an idea of what that means. And this is this is the fun blow your mind shit. Just pretending for a moment for just while I get through this list of fucking math I did. Pretending he was being truthful. Pretending that they're gathering 125 gigabytes a second. Well, I find it interesting that you call him a patriot and then you're questioning how truthful he is. But... I don't know, no, no, well, no. I'll get to that in a moment. Um, because it's – he. you won't listen. Yeah, I it's guess. Not, so, Yeah, it has to you be know, sensational. I'm not saying he's flawless. <laughs> just saying he did a good thing. Okay. Every single photo and video ever in the history of Facebook that has been uploaded to Facebook combined, combined, how much would you estimate? Every single photo and video that has ever been uploaded to Facebook combined how much data on a petabyte scale do you think that is? A petabyte? No, 400 of them. God, what? Yeah, yeah. 400 petabytes. Every single thing. Dude, that is a lot of bullshit selfies
1: that Mm. we are taking in this fucking world. If we have 400. You also have to understand. Goddamn petabytes. That is four zettabytes. Or yada. Is it zada? Yeah. God damn it. I almost had it. I almost had it going. Damn it.
0: You have to understand this about Facebook. Uh, Like 60% of the planet is on Facebook. Like it's absurd. And like every single – like every second of every day – there's something like fourteen thousand photos uploaded every second of the day, or it might even be more than that. It might be like a hundred thousand. I don't remember. So, like, actually, that's not that surprising. But four hundred petabytes over the entire history of Facebook, every photo, every video from every fucking user, all of it combined, four hundred petabytes. It if you're if like you're gathering weeks. if you're yes if you're gathering one hundred twenty five gigabytes a second, you would fill up that four hundred petabytes in uh, less than a month. Yes, three weeks. You're right. Got you with your lap. Man. Yeah. I'm in Jewish, a, right, in a single year, that would be five exabytes, <sighs> meaning five thousand petabytes. Right? Google, this is the part where it gets a little bit insane. Google has two percent, aka one fiftieth of the world's storage. Google that, that, that
1: feels like a lot. Yes.
0: Two percent of the entire world storage belongs to Google. They hold, guess, if you had to take a guess, how much data does Google combined hold? I guess it's in like the couple of exabyte range. Just give me a number. It's let's, let's,
1: let's say 10
0: exabytes. Very close, 15.
1: Ah, yes,
0: yes. Oh, they're using 10 right now, if that helps. Yes. Right.
1: Ah, mailing nailing
0: it. Now, mind you, the NSA would cover that in three years with just one device. One device. Now, mind you, he said there were 20. Given that there were 20, they were all gathering 125 gigabytes a second, they would pull in per day 280 petabytes a day, 102 exabytes a year, which essentially means that they would use the combined total of Google's entire storage in seven days. 6.8 days, in fact. They would use all of Google's storage in 6.8 days. Were that the case? Now...
1: Well, I know this is going to sound to, weird. To make it to sound like, the, like we're the, flip-flopping. Hold on, but, hold on, oh, hold sorry. on.
0: The last data point to just sort of like, let me give you an idea of how fucking absurd that is. Google's 15 exabytes, doing the math, 15 exabytes... And they hold two percent of the world's storage, right? If, they, if the NSA was doing what they what, 125 gigabytes a second across 20 devices, they would use 104 percent of the combined storage space in the entire planet Earth every year. 104 <laughs> percent. Literally more storage space than exists on the planet Earth they would have to use to storage this shit for a year all of this to say when you asked me last week you were like couldn't they just pull up my name and find every conversation i've ever had i said no they absolutely could not do that and this is before i watched the documentary i said they absolutely 100 percent, that's impossible but this he, is the proof of that well here's what it question, would be the, impossible. Uh, well, I, and i'm it, about it sounds like I'm we're gonna it, it's I about be. I might to be about like to like
1: we it's gonna sound like we're flip-flopping
0: no the i argument, might be but, about to answer your question if you want me to Well, I was going to ask – my question
1: is, uh, in this whole thing where you go, oh, they collect 125 gigabytes a second. Uh, Why – because, I mean, I compress files and audio shit all the time Mm -hmm. to make big files smaller. Why couldn't they take big files and compress them down smaller?
0: They could. They could. But the amount of data. You can't. You can't. Unfortunately, you can't really search compressed files because they're, they're obfuscated. That's what compressing. Compressing is just making a smaller version of it. Smaller version of it. Usually archiving it, and you can't search an archive because it's not the original data form. You have to expand the archive to find the data form. So you can't really search an archive. Uh, but to that point, and this is the part that I think like Snowden left out. Is that because obviously he was trying to scare them with that 125 gigabytes a second? That probably, honestly, uh, is probably accurate. Well, the, uh, uh, hold on, that is probably accurate, but I also uh, would would bet everything I own that they cannot and do not keep all that information. And in fact, they say the system is designed to con- continuously collect so much inner data, internet data. Excuse me, that it can only be stored for short periods of time. Content remains on the system for only three to five days, while metadata is stored for only 30 days. One document explains at some sites the amount of data we receive per day, which is 20 terabytes, obviously considerably smaller than the 125 gigabytes a second, can only be stored for as little as 24 hours. All of that to say – uh, uh, that's what I. That's what's going on. They're grabbing. It's it's like a. It's like mining for gold. You stick a giant pan in a big pile of water and fucking dirt. You sift, 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 sift and by the time you find the gold, it's one one thousandth of what was in what you well, picked. Maybe the, maybe
1: maybe this might be the wrong analogy, and you can help me. But I feel like. It, if I'm trying to understand it properly It feels like uh, We just got the new uh, We got the Xbox One here mm-hmm. And uh, when we got it We were talking about how Don't rob our house <laughs> we were talking That's
0: about... not the most interesting thing to steal <laughs> Actually it probably is Yeah it's a pretty this good There's like one. almost nothing else in this house That's like worth stealing I mean, <laughs> We have a lot of shit But none of it's worth that much on yeah, its own exactly like, it's None a, of it's
1: It's all just stuff that you're like I You think... guys are really This is cool But you guys are immature like, we, we
0: have a 10 foot screen in the living room But the screen Costs like 80 bucks. Like, <laughs> like, if you were to steal the screen and sell it on the black market, you might be able to get like 80 bucks out of it. But, like, to buy it brand new is like 180. Like, yeah, you could, I guess you could unmount the projector. And sell it to somebody, but the projector costs 800 bucks. But yeah, the question yeah. Is, is like, I remember when we got it and you were talking about you went, oh,
1: yeah, the, these graphics on the Xbox One right now okay, are yeah, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. But I can't wait to see... Are we just
0: having the same fucking episode over again? Sorry. Well, no, but you said <laughs> oh, I
1: can't wait to see what... Uh, what they do. What and, the yeah. last game yes. is that they do on it before the next thing comes out. Yeah. So my question is when he talks about, oh, it can collect 125 gigabytes a second. Is it? Is it the whole thing where... Is he describing a system where they tried to build it so powerful that by the time they would there are they build are the are they doing it to try and build themselves towards the future, where they're going, We're making it too powerful for what we need now so that we can grow into the technology? Um the same way with the Xbox that we go, the, be- the best game you'll ever see on the Xbox One is the last one they release before the Xbox Two comes out
0: or I th- whatever I the think, next one will be. I think, think probably – no, I think that they're – I think I, – I, I, I don't mean to brag about my own analogy. I think the gold analogy, the panning for gold analogy fits here. What they're doing is they're swallowing giant you know, 125 gigabytes a second. They're holding on to that for – they can't hold on to it for a day. They're holding on to it for like an hour. They're grabbing you know, huge chunks of data. They probably transferred immediately to another place. There's a guy who runs probably a number of search queries on the 125 gigabytes of data. And by the time he fi- – whatever he finds in there I'm sure is like a gigabyte of data or like a 1.2 or 3 or 5 gigabytes of data, you know whatever it might be. Um, maybe they, they, they pull it every, you know, let's say, minute and a half or whatever the fuck out. And out of that, they get like a gig or two gigs of data in a five-minute period and they take that and they go okay well that's that's good data fucking throw everything else away and 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 i think that's what i'm all, in fact that's that that is what what they say that they're they're doing essentially. Well, I guess they can the reason i that, asked they, my they, question. They, they they hold on to the metadata for 30 days ergo they're they're not deleting the metadata they're dr- deleting uh the the full text data the raw all that shit they're deleting a lot of that and four or five days sounds actually extremely high i think yeah they're they're sorting it immediately they're pulling all this data they probably have automated processes in system to go all right i got 125 gigabats of data find me the salmon You know what I mean?
1: Well, I I guess the reason why I I put it that way, my fishnet. I I understand your goal thing. The reason I guess I put it to that uh, the Xbox analogy is because I'm trying to say that uh, uh, has it gotten better since? Sure. Well, a has it gotten better since? But B, did they build themselves the system where with 20 systems at 125 gig? Like, yes, right now all they can do is hold on to it for you know four days raw data, thirty days metadata.
0: I don't, but, I don't I don't think they have the space to hold on to all that in okay, four so days, let's. But let's say, I think they, I literally think they hold on to that hundred and twenty five gigabytes of data a second. I think they probably hold that for <laughs> ten seconds. <laughs> like honestly they probably have a a system. Okay, that so filters. they hold that now for ten seconds. But what I'm asking is is
1: did they build themselves is what he was what he trying to reveal a system That they built so strong and so powerful and so future-proof that right now it's 10 seconds, 10 years, it could be a day, 20 years, it could be a week, and 30 years, they could, on call, like I said, go, what was Alex Mandelberg talking to uh, Mitch Marzoni about on January 3rd of uh, 2029?
0: Oh, I couldn't. I thought you were going to say, like, 2013. But, like, well, 2013, January 9th, we were probably talking about moving into this house. So, I mean, <laughs> we, were, like, probably smoking, we were probably smoking drugs and talking about moving in together <laughs> smoking while your drugs. girlfriend was, like, trying to stay awake. Because she was really excited about the house thing, but she, couldn't, she can't fucking cry. She can't hang out. Past, Energy makes her tired. It's kind 11 weird, p.m., enough. and then she fucking falls asleep. And so I probably went into the living room and put a blanket on your girlfriend. And, then, <laughs> and then we smoked more drugs and drank alcohol. And, uh, um, well, uh, there is a, there is a, there's been discussion, um, and this is, you know, both good and bad. There's been discussion of using DNA for storage because DNA holds so much fucking information that you could hold, um, you know, I, I, when I was looking up like exabytes and yottabytes and shit like that yesterday, it's something like a, uh, you could hold a, uh, an exabyte of data on DNA in a square uh, millimeter. Yeah, I've heard. You know, it's like stuff like that where you are like, what, what, what? You are like the world's data could fit like in your hand if it was stored on DNA. Like, it's insane. So, yes, if there were DNA hard drives, you should be very afraid of the NSA because that one hundred twenty five gigabytes a second would be real. That would be. That would not be absurd if you had DNA, you know, based hard drives, but. they don't have – and I'm sure there's some peers there as others like, I know who has it. <laughs> but like we would know. We would know if that were the case. Like it would it, – there's no way you could keep that a secret. There's just absolutely no way. It It's, it's so far out in the realm of – not science fiction because it's possible but it's so far out of the realm of like an actual like being able to work that like – you wouldn't sell that to the government if you had that information. If you knew how to make a DNA hard drive, you would not sell that to the government. There's no way the government could give you the money that you could get from fucking telling the public, like, yeah, buy our DNA hard drive. You can store everything you've ever done from now until 1,000 years from now uh, on your pinky nail. Like, it's $400. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking in. Everyone on earth wants it. You know what I mean? Like... Whatever. You know what I mean? It would be absurd. There, there's there's no company they wouldn't want that fucking data. And and the government doesn't have enough money to buy that. But,
1: but like I said, that so, is uh, – so that, yeah, that, that is a yeah, big that, question. In, there, that so. is,
0: in that sense, it is scary and that brings us to the, the last of my points is that it is in fact still scary and far-reaching. It is a, it is a frightening thing and I'm, I, I, I know that I, I will make fun of conspiracy theorists constantly and I try to keep a level head. And, uh, and I'm still keeping a little head in this in this regard uh, I don't it's not uh, it's not 125 gigabytes of data all the time you know every second you know but the, the the fact is the fact is that they definitely have done this there were definitely too many holes in the system there were too many people who excuse me had Edward Snowden and above level of access and they've they've Apparently – and I, I, there's no way to verify this and that's the problem. They've apparently uh, – uh, in the first month after it was released, they, they completely cut access for like 150,000 users. As a point of bragging Like look at what we're doing To automate Or to to You know uh, What's the word I'm looking for Titan audit, security Audit Audit this yeah. problem And you go like Yeah that's really great But also You had 150,000 people You could just cut access from <laughs> You know what I'm saying Like There's 150,000 fucking people That had too much access To this data There's 150,000 people Being like Hey yo
1: Bill Come to my desk I had this really awesome video I'm going to show you I had a video of a drone strike Blowing up this poor kid In Indonesia Oh, why can't I log on right. to the video? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, Oh, I gotta oh, call a guy man. about that. Hold on, let me call let me call Ed in uh in IT. Ed, hey, Ed, uh where's Ed on vacation in Hong as, Kong? As a, point oh, of, fuck.
0: as a point of that, uh where I was talking about the sifting and the gold mining and panning for gold, fishnet if you'd prefer, whatever your fucking area of expertise is, imagine taking a lot of things and then sifting through you till you get the good things. Uh in regards to the, the massive amount of data, this is from the original Guardian report. To solve the problem of all that data, the NSA has created a multi-tiered system that allows analysts to store, quote-unquote, interesting content in other databases, such as one named Pinwhale, which can store material for up to five years. It is the databases of X-Keyscore, one document shows, that now contain the greatest amount of communications data collected by the NSA. So they do, in fact – they can hold on to data like particularly interesting data for five years. I suspect raw
1: or meta doesn't really, it,
0: it doesn't really matter. I mean, if you the whatever the data might be, look it, if the raw the raw uh, audio of this podcast, like in an AIF file, is you know over two hours is like one point six gigabytes or something like that, which is piddly if you've got. You know, Petabytes of hard drives hanging around, piddly to one point six gig. Fuck it, and that's two hours of audio, you know. Now, if you compress it to MP three, that's like, I mean, I, I could in one point six gigabytes, I could, I could hold, you know, a thousand fucking MP threes or whatever it is. I, I don't, I don't remember what the. Uh, I had to do the math, but whatever, easily, um, easily a hundred, easily a hundred, a uh, uh, times what 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 you could hold so maybe two hundred hours if we did it every three it just is a phone call kind of thing if they compressed that data but it wouldn't be searchable but audio rarely is but yeah if you used like one of google's like you know something like google's thing where they they analyze you always audio. Seem to say
1: it's not so search- why is it not searchable
0: audio or or yeah, audio uh, what, well, I, well, either, both. Not, uh well it's uh, first of all audio is not text how do you search that but yeah, you could use like a system that like, uh, voice recognition. I mean, yeah, but I mean, you still it would have. When I was in, in
1: middle to, school, I I had a, a headphone that would read the words that I was yeah, dragging. Naturally yeah, speaking, yeah,
0: yeah, and it,
1: it was fucking terrible, but it got like two thirds
0: of the words right. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah, you could theoretically run a program that listens to audio, but it would have to listen to it in real time. So it takes at least that amount of time. They can't listen to it faster than it's played. Because they have to listen to words as they're said. They couldn't listen to words one one hundredth you know, of the speed or, or a thousand times the speed, a hundred times the speed, and figure out what the words are said because it, it, that's not how humans talk. So you wouldn't be able to figure out what the words are. So you have to listen to it in real time. Not you, but the computer would have to listen to it in real time and pick out, oh, that's a word. This is a word. He has went to the store to kill a guy, you know, whatever. Um, Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah. In that sense, is
1: always masturbating in public all the time.
0: Yes, period. Space, (laughs) you know, whatever. Um, And yeah, to some degree, yes, you could do that. Um, Whether they do that or not, I mean, who knows? But the particularly interesting bits of data, who knows? That might be that might be full data. That might be emails. That could be just metadata. It probably isn't metadata. It's probably like the full data stuff. But you know an email is fucking small it's just text I, i'm fucking hold that forever i don't know i don't give a shit you know <laughs> like what? i've got every email i've ever sent or received back up on my computer like since since 1995 i have every single and that's that's good god i it's just not really I had 20 years of emails i have every <laughs> single fucking one of them they're not like in my inbox right now like i have i've gone through a lot of the email systems and shit like that i've exported from email systems i've got fucking just hundreds of these little inboxes over the years just archived that i couldn't uh, theoretically i could search through uh never never really bothered <laughs> i don't even know what the fuck i would do with them but like if i needed to find that email from you know you know i'm writing a story a day uh <laughs> for 365 days there might be like i think somebody sent me an email once and said this thing like i'm gonna search for that email and i'll find it and be like oh that was the email i was talking about and uh, i'll quote it here for the story yeah, i'm just spying on myself but yeah um it is a scary thing. I mean, it's far-reaching. It's scary, and there's there's not a a lot of things being done to curb it. And the other part is, um, and and this is sort of like where this is where I get angry at the at the um, if you want to call it liberal community, whatever have you, the 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 censors, the people that are like, oh, you can't say that. Don't say that. Don't say cunt. You can't call a woman a cunt. You know, you can't say bitch, you know what I mean? You know, and, and like somebody lets the word nigger slip and you're like, oh my God, lamb bastard, fucking, you're banned from all things. Like, no, 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 no. If you do that, all the people who really love saying the word nigger are <laughs> just going to not say it around you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like somebody who's like, you know what, I think all fags should burn in hell, but like you do that and you lose your job on Duck Dynasty. Um, ah! right ah! the problem is that like uh, uh, I liked that show for a little bit of I mean, time. I have, <laughs> I've never I've never seen I have no oh, idea what I'm sorry you're missing out it's, it's fine out. it's fine whatever uh, I'm saying that the next uh, homophobic racist piece of shit is going well I'm not telling anybody how about feel about faggots and niggers uh, I'll tell you that right now yeah. and them, and them cunt ass women with their fucking voting rights and shit <laughs> like that guy is saying fuck all to you He's not telling you what he thinks. And so you're like, yeah, Joe's an upstanding citizen. No, Joe's a fucking racist, homophobic, woman hating, uh, you know, pro life piece of shit, Muslim hating, <laughs> you know what I mean? All Muslims are terrorists. Canada's out to get us, fucking whatever the hell, you name it, 9 11 denying. Piece of shit, motherfucker. Nine
1: eleven denying uh, or just a truther? Which one is uh,
0: it? Well, I'm, I'm putting them in the same fucking can. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Holocaust deniers. Like, no, 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 we're Holocaust revisionists. Oh, fuck your mother. Go fuck. Her. <laughs> we're not saying it didn't happen. We're just saying it wasn't like 10 million. It was only like 10. And you're like, I'm going to piss on your face and not in a sexual way. I don't want you to enjoy it.
1: If you like me pissing on I'm your gonna, face... I'm
0: actually just going to collect pictures and pictures of stanky, asparagus-ridden Jew piss and pour it on your head. <laughs> um, not like literally, because once again, you know. Uh, the, the thing is by shaming and by... by uh, look, shame and move on, but if you're going to... Somebody says something and you're going to punish them for it, guess what? You're just not going to hear about it. You know, you're you're not going to know what somebody thinks anymore because they're like, well, I ain't saying nothing about the gays anymore. I'm just going to be like, well, marriage, I don't know. That ain't my hand. You know, whatever the government says, <laughs> I'm going to go home and worship a Nazi flag while I jerk off, you know, whatever the hell. Um, you're never going to find that out because you, you, this this person is uh, I was about to say this man but just this person is now like afraid of and aware of the implications of those of those uh, uh, behaviors and those actions. Now the reason I bring that up, the reason I even made that <laughs> very strong and long analogy, is that the NSA has now been like publicly shamed. And 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 put on blast and and yelled at and screamed at and things like this. Um, they're going to do the most he they put can. A lot of
1: really like high school like disciplinary things down on the NSA. <laughs> it's like President Obama called him into his office. He told him he was very disappointed. He wrote a letter to the NSA's mom. He had them
0: come yeah, in for yeah. a meeting. No, I'm saying that the NSA has been shamed and blamed and and yes. Everyone's none of, none of the NSA's friends are talking to him yes, right now. Yes, the NSA's say his two <laughs> shoes were tied together.
1: Uh, <laughs> somebody put a kick me yeah. <laughs> sign on the back of the NSA. So,
0: somebody put the NSA's hand in a, a, a bucket of ice water, the, and then they peed themselves. The joint and somebody Chiefs took a picture. Gave me a swirly last night. Somebody drew a dick on the NSA's forehead. No, <laughs> what I'm saying is like okay. We're aware uh, to some degree or to a large degree perhaps of what they were at some point uh, uh, capable of and actively carrying out. Right now we have no idea. We don't have anybody on the inside. We have to speculate. And the thing is the NSA can say that they've cleaned up their act all the fuck they want. We don't know. We would need another fucking Edward Snowden to figure that out. And that's the unfortunate – that's the scary part about the whole thing. We don't actually know if it's getting any better. It may have gotten a shitload worse, and they just tripled down on fucking security. They cut off the 150,000 people that looked like they might talk to a motherfucker. Who knows? We don't really have any idea. The scary part and where the change needs to come is there needs to be policy in place. There needs to be a great deal of transparency on what they're collecting. They need to go through a fucking court. That's all there is to it. I need a fucking paper trail. You go through a court. That doesn't mean I need you to to, to put it in the fucking newspaper. Even I understand though, listen, there's classified I can agree, shit. I can agree even, with that side of a, that. Even if it's like a secret court, even if it's a court where they, they don't release the court records for a decade, right? Fine. I want it on fucking paper. I don't want you running a bunch of goddamn X-key score search results that ain't logged fucking nowhere. And you're collecting data and then you're going, well, maybe this guy, let's flag him and whatever the fuck. I don't need that shit. What I need is I want accountability. I want a fucking paper trail. And that's what I say. At least we know or knew the extent to which this shit was being done. That's not enough. But at least we have that. And without Edward Snowden – we would not have. Them. I guess I'll revise to say like
1: my issue with Edward Snowden uh for the most part because I, I do want to clarify like my issue with him always was more so with the person than the met. Like I had an issue with uh, the manner in which he chose to go about this because I it, me personally from witnessing is like I felt like it really was glory seeking because of mostly how much he went. I'm not seeking glory. I'm like, yeah, the lady doth protest too much. But that was that whole thing where I went, what he was saying, what he was revealing. I'm all on board. That it, it is scary. It is absolutely frightening. Uh, I think maybe uh, I might be one. I, I was one of those people who definitely did a little bit of that whole. Uh, I, I guess I kind of expected it. You, you weren't yeah, telling yeah, me anything no, that really surprised the shit out of me. I,
0: I said that at first when when I was first hearing about them. That was my that was my impression. I was like, "I'm oh, fucking, I'm not surprised." Then I remember doing some digging and going, "Oh, that is that is is uh, quite a bit different from what I thought," and um, you know, and I, again, I'm not like a paranoid person, and but I I I will I will forever disagree, and I had I'm not going to say I ever have forever. I'm not saying like I've always felt this way, but certainly in the last I don't know five years or so, I I. Forever disagree from there on uh, with the – if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. That I don't buy into. And and the reason for that is I don't know what I'm supposed to hide. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the problem. You don't really know what you – What's
1: embarrassing to one is not embarrassing to another and what uh, is –
0: well I, I'm saying if if a if a law has passed some obscure law, I'm not a fucking lawyer, I'm not a cop I, I don't I don't know every fucking law on the books I, I don't know there could be a variety of things that i've done that are that are extremely illegal but like i just was never told hey you were talking about torrent earlier on in I the mean, show whatever yeah there's a good example you know what i mean maybe just talking about torrent maybe just saying the word torrent they're like there's a law somewhere and they're like oh yeah we have a law in alabama and you just made a podcast in california but people in alabama can listen to it and you mentioned the word torrent and that's illegal here so whatever the fuck we're going to watch you or whatever the hell uh, c- certainly, you know, torrenting copyrighted material, like I was suggesting to do earlier, is illegal, quote unquote. Uh, but I don't think talking about people doing it or making jokes about people doing it is illegal, but I don't know. And if somebody, if, if a secret court decides without. My, I feel without, so smart because I know that's when you use the VPN. <laughs> uh, right, right, right. Yes, no. That's when one should use a VPN. Yeah. Yes, that, I, is, I, yeah. that is true. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, how dare you say you uh, <laughs> me? But anyway, I'm merely remarking that that uh, that if if it was decided in some secret court that my uh, discussion of torrents and my knowledge of torrents was enough to say monitor all of my internet traffic or seize all of my hard drives to see if maybe I have something on there that's copywritten that maybe I don't have full documentation for the owning of uh there thereof uh and i and I go to jail for like ten years or i'm getting fined five million dollars and shit like that, like you know what i'm saying i don't know if I have nothing to hide and and no one does you don't actually know you don't you don't really even if you're a lawyer you don't really know what it is that you have to hide, so you kind of do have something to fear and uh and, and and it comes down to that. I mean, we've all broken laws, like you know, almost yeah, daily. No, I you know minor laws, laws certainly, but whatever the hell it is, you kind of need. It's it's the same thing as as a parent. You need to be. You need to allow your children to fuck up. You need <laughs> to allow your children to be alone and get into some trouble, so that you can teach them not to do that. If you're if you're hovering over your child all of their life until they're fucking the day they move out of the house, yeah, that,
1: they haven't even touched their dick until they're 28 years old. Yeah,
0: guess what? That that guy is gonna fucking murder and rape everything in sight because <laughs> he's been waiting 28 years to find out what all the fucking hype is about and never had a chance to fucking experiment when it was safe and young and he was just like, God Ooh. damn it, I need to fuck something. Yeah, I don't care if it says yes or not. But Like <laughs> I'm five years old and I'm like, what's a vagina? And Susie's like, it's this, and she shows me, and I'm like. Oh, poke with my finger And she's like Hee hee, that feels funny And we have a good time And we're both five (laughs) years old like, all right, whatever. Like, the parents are going to come in and go, hey, you can't touch Susie's vagina. And you go, oh, I didn't know that. Thank okay.
1: God you said go you do. were five years old
0: in this story. Yeah, I was saying, I was saying, did I not? Okay, yes. I felt like I started yes, off with, you like, did. you're you five, did. Susie's five. Okay, whatever. I'm saying, whatever, two five-year-olds is what I'm saying, two five-year-olds p- playing and poking. And, you know, the parents are coming in and going, Why go, do hey, they have to be five? Why could they be I'm trying 18. to make a – because it's the important – no, because it's important for the – because it's important for the for the purpose of what I'm saying. Okay. As as five year olds, they go in and they poke at each other and innocently they're <laughs> curious and they're like, I'm poking this part and you're poking I don't mean they're putting parts inside of me, <laughs> the it's just they're like, Oh, what's this button do? Whatever. <laughs> If you're a parent and you walk in on that, you're gonna go, Susie, Jonathan, stop that right now! And you and you're put your fucking hand, your finger down, your not finger, <laughs> oh, fist down. Listen, you're gonna yell at them, and you're gonna Don't go, you, "Listen, you're gonna yell at them, and you're gonna separate them and go like, okay, so." And then your wife gets home and you go, "Listen, Jonathan and Susie were playing poke each other in the parts." <laughs> and I just said, "Like, Jonathan, you can't do that, and Susie, stop that, and whatever have you." Now. They just know, okay, the parents think that's kind of you know wrong or whatever the fuck have you, but they're curious and and whatever. They got in some trouble. You know what I mean? But if you were watching over them like a goddamn hawk, they never got a chance to do that. So that guy who was like, I wonder what Susie's got under her fucking crazy dress at five years old, and he never got to find out, might be at 30 years old, just walking up and ripping Susie's fucking skirt off and start jerking off furiously because he's so (laughs) curious what the fuck (laughs) is going on with Susie's fucking button under that goddamn skirt. And I'm just saying... I don't remember how this came. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> but I'm saying as an analogy, you can't just. You need to allow people to break the law. At sometimes, you need to like let people fuck up, and you and you catch. Well, that them was where it came from because yes. you,
1: you were saying, that, yeah, you, when when you're inspecting you that allow. much, it was it was the idea of uh, you can't as you were catch saying, everything. You don't, yeah, you, you, don't,
0: you know what? You need to. Uh, maybe I'm going to sound like a fucking asshole. You, you, we, we <laughs> might need to allow the occasional terrorist to at least give it a shot. <laughs> you know, just to be like, all right, that's a thing that can be done. You know, all right. Curious. Good to know. You know what I mean? Uh, the, the Boston, the Boston but it, but Marathon bombers, you know what I mean? Like for all, of, isn't the, that for all of the intelligence. But isn't that like
1: this that he's busting us on? Isn't that where security like this? Isn't it supposed to help us so that when those guys and, and just, are they, doing this stuff that we are able to collect data on uh, and, I, and stop again, it?
0: They can't. They can't. They can't uh, really point to – the closest they can point to is the whole we found bin Laden thing. But it turned out that even that wasn't, wasn't based on this. It wasn't based on NSA doing anything. They just had a fucking – they had like a, a guy uh, stationed in uh, Abbottabad or something like that uh, walk into a coffee shop and see a dude at a computer uh, copy emails and transfer them to an SD card and shut down to the computer and take it and walk away. He goes, that, that was weird. So he went back the next day and saw him do it again. He's like, that's fucking weird. And they watched this guy, and they watched where he went. And then they started spying on the compound. And they were like, you know what? Motherfucker's got to be in up in there. <laughs> and they, they, may have, I th- they may have installed a key logger on the computer that he used. You know, or or some kind of screen remote utility, something like that, so they could spy on it from there. But we're not talking about they weren't just like casting a wide net and hoping they'd find a terrorist. Like this was an accident they stumbled upon. You know, so it's like it really has, hasn't actually helped national security at all to have this shit. So you're just spying. You're just being dicks. Like you're just <laughs> spying, and you're trying to make sure that no laws are broken. And essentially, uh, I, I, I argue and have argued before. I argued on Gray Hearted, in fact, uh, as my opening argument uh, or my opening statement, I should say, because I was not supposed to be arguing on that show. Other people were. Um, uh, that's where religion comes from: the the idea that you go, "Hey, you guys can't be killing and raping each other," and they're like, "Yeah, what are you gonna do about it?" And you go, oh, I'm not. But there's a guy in the sky who sees everything you do and you fuck that up. And you're going to be like, you know how like when you burn your hand, you're going to be doing that forever, for always. Think about forever, that. you would do that like, with the burning hand thing, but, but your whole body all the time if you do that when I'm not looking. And they go, oh, shit, that does sound bad. And gonna, yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. That's where I really yeah, of it,
1: it, it always reminds me now, like whenever any of these conversations come up, it always reminds me of the episode of South Park where – uh butters starts praying to the government he starts going to the dmv to confess his cries right 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 and he's passing out dm he's like everything you do ever always live on the cloud so you always want to be good so your good dreams can live on the cloud hmm. it's basically that whole idea it's like yeah you know, the cloud is being replaced religion is being replaced with the cloud right. basically is kind of the whole no, idea i, I was going
0: to talk about some other things um uh, I don't think I have time. But this is a clip of Edward Snowden actually, during a Brian Williams interview, one of the last things he says, he defends the NSA. Mm. He makes an interesting point.
2: What do you miss about home? <laughs> uh, I think the only, the only uh, answer to something like that for somebody who's in my situation is, you know, what don't I miss? What would you miss? You know, what wouldn't you miss? I miss my family. I miss my home. Uh, I miss my colleagues. Uh, I miss the work. Uh, because caught up in all these issues, people have you know unfairly demonized the NSA to a, a point that's too extreme. These are good people trying to do hard work for good reasons. The problem uh, that we're confronted with, the, the challenge that, that we're facing, is not the working-level guy, is, you know, some, uh, some mustache-twirling villain who's out to destroy your life. It's the fact that senior officials are investing themselves with powers that they're not entitled to, and they're doing it without asking the public for any kind of consent. Is what I just heard you feeling bad for the damage to the NSA as a result of what you've exposed from the NSA? Well, what you need to understand in in what I was saying, I, I guess not what you need to understand, but what I'm saying is not damage to the NSA. It's the sort of conspiratorial thinking that can emerge sometimes when we see the government has committed real and serious abuses that lead us to think they can do no good. And the government does have legitimate programs and legitimate purposes, and they can do great things. The NSA can as well. I think it's important to remember that people don't set their lives on fire. They don't say goodbye to their families, actually pack up without saying goodbye to their families. Uh, they don't walk away from their extraordinary, uh, extraordinarily comfortable lives. I mean, I, I made a lot of money for a guy with no high school diploma. Um... And, and burn down everything they love for no reason. The important
0: thing he said, two important things that I thought were were interesting, and i I will post the link to to the full interview. Uh, this all it's those a good clips. interview I've
1: seen the whole yeah it's, it's
0: great uh, and the whole the whole thing you can watch uh, that part is all in part six there's six parts because they fucking they gotta milk that goddamn advertising <laughs> so you can skip straight to part six interestingly once you watch the the commercial that's only on part one you can skip to all the other parts with no commercials which is nice uh, and they use an HTML5 player so you can just right click on the video as I did and click download video and uh, <laughs> that's how I'm able to watch these clips offline. Um. Uh. Uh. uh well, he said two two very important. Well, a variety of very important. Two that I wanted to focus on. Uh, uh. Uh. The point that I would have made as well is that you 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 are talking about like uh just people that are just doing their goddamn job. I mean, we're not talking about people that are like ah, I'm gonna fucking fuck with this dude. You get a directive, you follow it. You know, you're not yeah. talking about like people that are like out do to their do work. Yeah, motherfuckers just, you know, like, you know, they got a directive. And the unfortunate thing is, yeah, you got to look at the people giving the directives. And he still liked the work and he thought he was doing good for his country. And he's saying that, in fact, the NSA, in some regards, does good work because obviously maybe somewhere in there they, they have helped, you know, maybe uncover the nugget of something Snowden that was, led to something Do you think Snowden was fame else.
1: grabbing at all? Do you think any of this had to do with fame grabbing? No,
0: no. I honestly don't. I don't because it has got him nothing. I mean, watching an NBC News exclusive, uh, it is it, he lives in fucking Russia. He's prison, yeah,
1: but his, but his, his he's prison in paid Russia? Paid for? Uh, yeah. He? I mean, he's not paying his bills in Russia. Yeah, his is. bills are being paid for him by by whom? The dudes over at WikiLeaks they, they raised they started a fund for him. They were talking about no, it. no no money no. He, they he's
0: making his own money. He makes because he makes speeches all over the world. Shit oh. like you know remotely, but whatever. Yeah, no, he gets money. I mean, the guys making the guys making money. Don't worry.
1: But but in the beginning, we're, we're, plane we're, flights we're, here, and all that. Yeah, they were yeah. even saying that was being arranged by
0: WikiLeaks. Yeah, they well, once they seized his funds, yeah, he was he was kind of fucked. Actually, WikiLeaks didn't arrange the money part of it. They just arranged the, the ability for him to fly. But whatever, it, that's kind of neither here nor there. No, I don't think – no, because it, it wouldn't have been worth it because he might never be able to return to the U.S. And like whatever, if, if it's just about the ego of like, oh, people are know who I am, I still don't feel like uh, – I still don't feel like it was worth it. I feel like there would have been another way to do it where he could get some fame. Without completely blowing everything up, but he he fucking hit the nuclear button, you know. He hit the you know he, he hit the panic, you know, whatever. He hit the big red button, you know. what I mean, like there was there's no he can't he can't undo what he did, you know.
1: I mean, I respect the like man's like balls. I respect the man's balls. I, I will absolutely say. I, that. I I, just, uh,
0: what I liked about this part of the interview was that he he did defend the NSA to some. Degree. Degree, he put a human face on it, which I thought was very important. Also, I like the fact that he lambasts the conspiracy theorists. Yeah, that that he was like, uh, because unfortunately, the season four documentary a few times skated real goddamn close to that shit that I fucking hate, where it's like what he was talking about, like oh the government can do no right, yeah. oh that government, ooh they're out to get you, yeah, like. They skated throughout that documentary. They skated real goddamn. I was half expecting a nine eleven truther to pop in there. I was like, if they if they start talking about sheeple, I'm closing this fucking thing down. You know what I mean? They didn't, but they skated real fucking close to that line of like that you can't trust the government. They're fucking evil all the way through. And I like the fact that he was like, uh, listen, they're not all bad. Just like.
1: Yeah, but in you, fact, didn't, you, that's didn't why you didn't a- get that till the NBC News exclusive. Yeah, but he that was, didn't, not, that uh, was not in Citizen uh, Four. Uh,
0: yes, but he didn't fucking make that documentary. So I can't blame him for that, and nor can you. We can't talk. We can't say that's his fault. He didn't direct. He didn't record. He didn't edit. He had nothing to do with it. He just fucking spoke. It's not his fault what they took out.
1: He did apparently stare at his computer like you said, like a jackass. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Just forgot mean, his okay. password. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, who knows what he was thinking about? It was just <laughs> weird that he looked at the laptop. But I mean, that's mostly. I was starting it off with some lighthearted. You know, humor. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> these were not like these were not like. Here's why he's piece pieces yet. Just like ah, come on, let's talk about this fucking hilarious stuff. Um, but no, I, I, yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm saying that I think that was good in in his own words, given a platform where they were. Ostensibly not going to edit him or at least they'd give him as much as they could he was allowed to speak his mind and they let that go out that he's like no listen the government's not all bad and in fact this is where the patriot thing comes in he genuinely loves the United States he loves he he, he wanted to be in the army navy marines whatever the fuck but he couldn't he was you know his eyesight whatever the hell yeah so he got into computers for them like that was his military training was computer systems for them that was, that's what he, that was his purpose. He wanted to protect the homeland and things like this. But he said it got too far-reaching. Like now you're spying on people for, for arbitrary reasons and there needs to be checks and balances. And for that, I say this is a guy who genuinely loves the American uh, system. He loves the US. He, he, he is not anti-government. He's not anti-our government. He's saying you have this wonderful thing. You have this wonderful country and this wonderful government. And you're poisoning the well with this horse shit you're doing with the NSA. And it's my job, or I took it as my own job. I took the task of saying, hey, this fucked up thing you're doing, I'm going to shed a giant spotlight on it. And I'm going to expose it so that other people know this bad thing about you. And I'm not calling you bad, but you did a bad thing. And we need to keep an eye on that bad thing. And for that, I say, that's a patriot. He would be a fucking dickhole if he was the government this and the government that. He'd be I, a dickhole if he had had released documents that actually did put people in danger. Putting he, it all you know, that
1: way, I uh, here's the thing. Putting it all that way, I do agree with you, and I do think, and I can understand that point of view. It's just that whole thing where I go, it, it all just sounds so. It's everything that I hear, and then the stuff that I see is like it did. I, I mean, I get it. I agree. I hear all the things. It's that weird thing where it's like. I, I've never agreed with a man's point but thought that the person delivering it to me was such a – just a fucking piece of turd in the world where I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, no. I get it. Thank you for the he- – thank you for so the you help.
0: Just don't, you don't like him as a person.
1: I really feel like the person feels like – it. Everything about it feels attention grabbing. It feels like he did this because he wanted a Brian Williams interview, because he wanted a documentary, because he wanted yeah. national attention. Yeah. And here's the thing, all of that is good. It's good. I'm glad that we're getting national attention to uh this to this story. But it's the person and the way that it was brought about where I was like, instead of the story being about and here's the thing, he said it in Citizen Four. He said people are going to try and make the story about me, but I want the story to be about yeah. uh, what we're doing. And yet, and that is, and that, is the, that is so the right thing, and if I'd actually believed those words when it came out of his mouth, it would have carried a what, lot what, of
0: fucking okay. weight. We're, we're we're like three minutes over out of time. I know. <laughs> I was going to go for an hour and a half, and then I was like, no, nah, we could do a two-hour, but now we're like at 2.03 or some <laughs> shit. That's fine. What could he have said in the documentary that would make you believe him? Because it sounds like it's just that you don't believe that he. To me, all the all the belief, all the all the evidence that that's the case is that he poisoned his own well. He he drank a poison to show you that it was poisonous. Like he's fucked. Like he might never be allowed ever back on American soil. Yeah, he probably won't. He probably won't. It's, it's entirely possible that somebody goes, all right, fine. But we'll, the, we'll but the a, guy who he made the
1: documentary be, with be. is living a very happy life down in South America Okay, right but now. that
0: has nothing to do with him. That's not Edward Snowden's doing. That's the documentary doing. And he was like, this documentarian uh, is well-respected and could get me in touch with various journalists because they respect them. And I have a story to tell, and I'll bet this person could help me fucking tell it. Be- and they're already on a fucking watch list and they know that so they're going to take extra precautions where if I just went to a journalist and was like hey I got some shit could you take some precautions like fuck no in fact Glenn Greenwald of The Guardian the original journalist yeah. told Edward Snowden to go fuck himself six months prior mm. he had to go find the documentarian and then Glenn Greenwald came back and was like alright I'll listen now because you got her you got Laura Petra. Or I can't remember her name. It was something like Pull Up, Pull a wall, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever right. it is. Laura, as he keeps saying Laura throughout the thing, that's the Laura that he's talking about. Laura went to Glenn Rewall and said, "Hey, this guy actually has some shit. You should fucking listen to him." So again, not Edward Snowden's job, and and you can't fold him for how the document documentary was uh, was edited, and uh, so yeah, I, and I'd, I'd call him a patriot because he uh, he he risked. Uh, his liberty and his, to some degree, his life to uh, expose a danger to our country, irrespective of how it was done. And frankly uh it was not actually done by the government energy it was it was, he worked for a third party company like he worked for a, for an outsourced company from the NSA but still an outsourced company so technically not even the government but would that's you cons- some would
1: you consider it a victory if if i was willing to give you i feel like he's an asshole who took patriotic me- measures
0: look i'm not trying to get any kind of victory <laughs> I, i'm i'm hoping that you see that like i'm just hoping that you're like okay i i i'm i i'll concede at least that he's not the world's biggest asshole no, and i, I don't cer- want him to get killed i
1: will or, certainly no i i never i never believe that the dude should get killed i don't believe he deserves a bullet in between the eyes like some people well, you would thought say that
0: he was he was going to get a death sentence i i i'm not saying you wanted him to I, i'm not saying well, i wanted you, him to well no he was or,
1: originally to. with the original charge i thought he was charged as a traitor nope nope I thought he'd gotten charged no. as a traitor, which No you know. no people threw around the word traitor, but that was never a charge, no. Okay, well then that that was my own mistake. Just no, it, uh, that's just
0: reporting. People go. Yeah. People are calling Edward Snowden yeah. a traitor. But I but I did know
1: charging him under the Espionage Act was unjust. Like I, the, the, those are the parts of it that
0: I knew. So it really just comes down to you think I disagreed re- with it, it, the manner in
1: which he okay. chose to reveal right. this information. That was always my issue. Now mm-hmm. you did shed light. I didn't realize how difficult it would have been for him to uh, to resign and then share the information. I still think that that would have been the better way to go, but I certainly understand. I feel like – Well,
0: would- I would put it this way. If, if you worked for uh, – you know, well, you haven't been in this in – like if I worked for a technology company that was developing or had developed some like really cool super secret shit to like um, uh, uh, help sell uh, uh, fucking uh, toilet paper, whatever, whatever. I don't know uh, uh let 's say I made a better Amazon somehow, like I figured out an algorithm for suggesting products to consumers that were like really well targeted right, and they were underpaying me let 's just suppose that 's the case like a very very common situation right they're paying me sixty grand a year uh, they, they, I built this fucking system I should be getting paid three hundred four hundred thousand yeah. dollars a year right now uh, if I go, you know what hey guys i 'm gonna quit um And then I go work for Apple or Amazon in this case, right? Uh, Because, hey, that would help them a great deal. Uh, And then six months later, Amazon's got very good consumer reporting things. That company can be like, oh, I know where he got that. That was stolen from us. We're going to see the living shit out of that guy. Because I quit. And then Amazon had it. But if I worked at both companies and neither of them knew, it's like, how did I guess Amazon's working on this thing, too. I guess everybody's into this thing. I get what you're saying. That's I mean, the way I think it. It's like, as long as he's still a, he was still employed, he was on a break, no one had any reason to suspect him. He was he has epilepsy. He was going on a leave to investigate epilepsy, and with his glasses and things like that, like screen flicker, and he was like, I'm going to figure out, like, I'm going to go to the doctor and see if they have something for my epilepsy, because I'm scaring, staring at fucking screens all day. And they were like, all right. And he's like, I'll be gone for like two or three weeks. See you guys later. Hopped on a fucking plane to Hong Kong, called, you know, got all this shit together. He'd been working on it since like 2007, 2008. Like he'd been gathering all this data, which means like the whole time he was kind of like, I don't know if I trust this, but he didn't have enough data and then waited and tried to figure out who he could talk to and things like that. It makes perfect sense. If he quits, huge red flag. You're going to watch that motherfucker like a hawk. But but, he's, but, what is, but that doesn't
1: stop him from coming forward. Even if you're watching him like a hawk, you can watch him like a hawk as he steps forward and goes, we're spying on American citizens.
0: I, I feel like it does change the, the, the thing uh, yeah. because the watching him like a hawk is, is uh, that alone. You could stop him from talking to a journalist. You could fucking take him out. You could kill the guy if you needed to. You could intercept his communications. You could find out what he's about to say before he says it and have him arrested for espionage. Right. They could have leveled those charges against him the moment he did any of those things, which they could find out he was doing if they were watching him. But they had no reason to watch him because they didn't even know he was doing anything. So, you know, that's all I'm saying. I, I, my, my official vote is Patriot. Hero, oh, eh. Patriot, yes. Did he do a good thing? Yes. Do I think uh, he handled it one percent perfectly? No, but he'll admit the same thing.
1: I won't say hero or patriot. I'll say he acted patriot. I, I will say that Edward Snowden believes he acted patriotically. But you don't think he did. But he I will not I will not call him a patriot. You, okay. But I will admit that he let's took just patri- suppose, he let's, took patriotic okay.
0: action. I've got a I've got a I've got a big switch here, right? It's a it, it only it doesn't it only has two positions. There's no in between. It's two positions. Oh man the two positions are traitor or patriot. Which one are you gonna switch to? If it's it traitor or patriot, I'd choose patriot because okay, he's more, good of, a to patri- know. He's more well, of a patriot than a traitor. All right. I'll take it on that. Uh, I had other things to talk about. Next week will be considerably more lighthearted for <laughs> I promise you we are done with all of this for now. Uh, unless something for some reason comes up. Please uh, feel free to get a hold of myself or Alex Mandelberg on riffopolis.com. If you click on Vulgar Tech, you'll see my name there. You can click on that and send me a message. You can attach documents, uh, pictures and such, things like that. You can type out whatever you want. You can also find either of us on Facebook – of course, you can find me at RevMitch.com, dot com, or dot com. It doesn't really matter. I, I bought them both. Uh, <laughs> Alex Mandelberg on Twitter is at Mandelberg, A-M-A-N-D-E-L-B-E-R-G, or you can tweet me, R-E-V-M-I-T-C-Z, and uh, I will give you his or Twitter. Or apparently you can thing. tweet me at at an uh, account that Mitch
1: controls at a funny Jew.
0: Yeah, I think a funny Jew is a better Twitter handle because <laughs> I don't have to spell it. I'm like, yeah, tweet him at a funny Jew. And they'll be like, yeah, I know how to spell a funny Jew. But if I go, I'm A. Mandelberg, they're like, Mendel. <laughs> what the fuck is is that? B-U-R-G, B-E-R-G, B-I-R-G, M-A-N-D-E-L, M-A-N-D-L-E. That's a lot of shit. I'm merely saying, uh, yeah, there's other ways to go about it. But all my information is available on the website, revmitch.com, or you could just Google MITCZ, which is Mitch, and that's me, and you'll find everything you've ever done, you NSA motherfucker. But uh, <laughs> uh, yes, next week will be uh, considerably more lighthearted. If you have any uh, tech things that you want us to tackle – uh, no matter how uh, are complex or – there's no dumb questions. Let me put that out there now. Unless I ask it. No, I have not, I don't th- – I feel like I haven't lambasted you for any questions you've <laughs> asked. I feel like I haven't. I could be wrong. I feel like I've been very like, yeah, all right, that's a good question or like <laughs> – Eh, it's not the best question, but,
2: like, <laughs> no.
0: but I, I, mean, I try to you know listen. Well to it's answer. not your fault. Like, look, I don't know fuck all about cars, so it's like you know, I I, I understand the discomfort when somebody knows a fuckload and you know shit all, and you're like, uh, okay, how uh, the timing ring? Uh, how is that related to the spark plug? And they're like, whew, this fucking guy, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, how many horsepowers are in that spark plug? And they're like, oh god. Do you need a bigger spark plug for a V eight than you knew for a V four <laughs> banger ah. four block? Uh, you know you don't want the bit. So there's no dumb questions. And if there's if there's like a, a particular uh, thing in tech you want to know about, uh, I'll be happy to tackle it next week. Actually, I do want to talk a great deal about Periscope, uh, Meerkat. Uh, drones, uh, Amazon's drones, especially. Uh, we're going to be definitely I'm excited to talk about
1: Amazon drones. Yeah,
0: we're, we're definitely going to be talking about some VR stuff, the future of that, uh, where that's headed, where it's at right now, what that might be like. There's going to be some some fun stuff. So so don't worry. There's a this this is a series against for at least a little while. I'm looking forward to talking about. Uh, more, more lighthearted subjects. Thank you guys so much for listening to Vulgar Tech and uh, peace out, Revolus. Good night, Revolus.